And welcome once again to Let's Place. It's Game of the Year time, everybody. I'm your host, Luke, for this, the podcast where we objectively rank every game ever. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by Crystal and Chelsea. Hello. It's me. And we have got five other guests here to help us place the very best games of the previous year. We've got Frankie. Hi. We've got Cassidy. Hello. We have got Dylan. Hello. And we've got Cameron. Good evening. So, it's been a whole year since we've done one of these, so if you don't remember, here's how this is going to work. There's seven guests in here, including the hosts. Three hosts, four guests. You get it. Seven people. Each of us is going to nominate one video game that they think is the best video game of 2018 that is not already on the Let's Plays list. That'll get us to seven games, and because the list always needs to be a multiple of five... Me, Chelsea, and Crystal will each get to nominate one extra game, because it's our podcast, and eat shit if you don't like it. So we will have ten games in total to place. Sound good? Sure. Luke, we'll be I think here in yeah, five hours. Okay, everybody talked at once. Crystal, you... you <laughs> Luke, go, I believe we what? need some definitions first. Okay, what first kind of, of definitions all, would you like? define release. Second of all, define 2018. Third of all, define game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, all right, sure, 2018, that's an easy definition. That goes from midnight, January 1st, 2018, until 11.59.59, December 31st, 2018. If it came out New Year's Eve, it is, like, legal to pick. Game? I don't know, we have that argument, like, once every five episodes. Go listen to one of those. (laughs) Release. It needs to be a game that has completely come out, that is not in any kind of beta or early access state whatsoever, uh, those games can get placed next year when they have finally hit 1.0. Weirdly, I've been informed that includes Fortnite, which is apparently still in beta. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Only game in beta in the PS4. That's weird. But yeah, so other than those rules, I think pretty much anything is open season. Uh, we kind of talked about like re-release stuff. I would say... If someone really wants to nominate, like, Burnout Paradise HD, we can talk about it. Unless they've done significant work to kind of update it, I would call that more of a port than a release. Hyrule uh, Warriors for the Switch. Is, is that your nomination? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, because that's a real weird edge case that I don't really want to litigate if we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Chris is definitely going to pick it. Right, Exactly. I'm going to go around the table. I'm going to give our guests uh, first pick here. So we'll come back around to the hosts afterwards. So Frankie, what game are you nominating as the best game of 2018? Other than ones we've already placed, because I believe your game of the year is already on this list. Yes. My game of the year is 109 Hot Springs. is on the list. My second game of the year is technically not out. Hard, uh, hard-coded. Sure. So I'm going for my third game of the year, Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party. A bold opening gambit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's and see. And that's it. We're done. We're just placing Super Mario Party <laughs> ten times. Cassidy, what game do you want to nominate? Hey, you know my friend Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's Lego DC Supervillains featuring the Ooh, one okay. of the only two good versions of the Joker because he's the Lego version. All right. Okay. Lego DC Supervillains. Didn't even know that was a game that existed. I saw that at PAX West. It looked really good. 
Okay, Greg cool. Miller did a voice for that game. Yeah. I saw. Uh, let's see. Dylan, what would you like to nominate? Since we're doing not the mainstream picks, I'm going to go with my non-mainstream choice and say State of Decay uh, 2. All right, State of Decay 2. I mean, you certainly are allowed to go mainstream if you want to. <laughs> it's fun. It had a bad There's... release, but it got really good. Sure. Okay. Uh, Cameron, what's your nomination? Luke, you're going to say Smash Brothers, right? Uh, I am probably going to use one of my two picks on Smash Brothers, yeah. Okay. In that case, I will say Splatoon 2, the Octo Expansion. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to rule that counts as an expansion towards a 2017 release. Oh. I don't have any answers then. All right, I'll put you down for Smash Brothers and I'll pick a different game. Okay. <laughs> okay, that gets us to four. So let's see. Chelsea, what would you like to nominate? I am nominating uh, Donut County. Okay, okay. Donut County. Uh, Crystal, how about you? I only purchased two 2018 games in this year, mm-hmm. and the first one was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. All right. Is, does Assassin's Creed Odyssey have a colon in its name? Uh, no. No, it doesn't. Please. Okay, glad I asked. <laughs> All right, uh, then it's my pick, and yeah, I am going to go ahead and go for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. No, Wrong. no, Cameron picked that. Shit. Well, then I'm just going to go down my list for my number two game, The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. Uh, Chelsea, what is the second game you would like to nominate? My second game is a little something called Flipping Death. Okay, never heard of it. We'll find out more soon. Okay, and uh, Crystal, what is your second uh, nomination? The second game released in 2018 that I purchased was Hitman 2. Hitman 2. Okay, and then uh, for my second thing, I'm just trying to mentally go down my list in my head. I guess I'm going to have to nominate Return of the Obra Dinn. Monica's been playing that. She really likes it. Uh, it's. We'll get to it. Uh, I'm going to toss all ten of these games into a list randomizer to randomize the order we're going to be discussing them in. So that we don't just talk about our, like, the three of us's picks for the entire second half here. Luke, can I... What's up? Can I change my pick? Oh, sure. What do you want to change it to? Yeah, can I make it Spider-Man? Yeah, sure. Thank you. And and what are you surprised is missing, Chelsea? Oh, uh, Shaq-Fu. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm surprised was missing? Overcooked 2. Yeah, I, I kind of thought Overcooked 2 might pop up, but they... I haven't played it. I sort it's of cool assumed game. that somebody would end up saying Into the Breach. Yeah, I mean, Into the Breach was a game I liked a lot, but I liked a lot of games this year is the thing. I have. It's like on the outside of my top ten. It's like my number. Yeah, I ended up liking, like, Unrush would probably have been my next choice. Um, okay. Because that game's weird. I'm surprised no one said Celeste. Yeah, Aww. Celeste was... So if I, like, picked a third game, Celeste probably would have been it. Um, but yeah, we've got our picks here. Let me fire up the old placing. We're going to start off by talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, instead of just going to Moby Games for these... Camera... Wait, what do you mean there's build airs? I've never done anything to this... Hold on. Don't... Camera, why don't you tell us about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate while I try and figure out the technical issues that I'm having. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is basically a means by which Nintendo advertises all the various series that it's made over time. 
including ones that it does not meaningfully support anymore, in a way to leverage your nostalgia for games that you may have never played, tacked onto what turns out to be a very good fighting game. Boy, when you put it that way, it makes me like it a lot less. Oh, I love it even more for being able to look at it with clear eyes. But also, no, that's not really true. In many ways, it does feel like a genuinely affectionate love letter to the experiences that we have with the games that it represents. Because by now, the people making Smash Brothers are the people who grew up playing the games that Smash Brothers represents. And you can feel that affection in many elements of it. It is a fighting game for people who do not like fighting games. Friend of the Book of Medora, Mikey, once described it as a fighting game that had its roots in platformers rather than in brawlers like most fighting games do. And I think probably that's the best way to explain the game to someone who's trying to see what makes it engaging where other fighting games may not be. It is not solely dependent on your ability to read the spacing and get frame-perfect reaction times, though that is obviously a benefit. It's just as much about the moment-to-moment experience of having fun and the ability to change what that experience encapsulates. And also, it's fucking enormous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, just probably say, yeah, Cameron, you and me play this game all the time. We play it kind of on a competitive level. Well, yeah. that's maybe giving us too much credit. We play it with competitive rules. We're like the baby competitors. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We, we're standing uh, there shaking our rattles and me getting mad about your snake, who is yeah, scum. I, be- I beat up your Ganondorf real bad yesterday, and it felt great. You did. More than once. It was... Yeah quite humbling i think that people have slept on snake a lot in this game and he's actually one of the best characters just he won like the first major tournament they had he's won more than one sure yeah i don't know i've i've followed the scene that closely once the actual like tier lists that are based on tourney results start coming out snake is going to end up being one of the best ones and that is not something i would have anticipated going into this game um, he was pretty high in Brawl, so that doesn't surprise me. We probably shouldn't get this into the weeds. No, it's time for Inside Baseball. <laughs> Tell me about chain grabs. Chain grabs aren't really so much a thing in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they haven't been since Brawl. Like, Brawl was the Brawl last 10. big chain grabbing game. Why do you want chain grabs so much, Frankie? <laughs> I don't know, that's just a term I know about competitives. I play with items on. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, uh, one thing that you might like Wave is- dashing. Wave dashing yeah. is no longer a thing, really. That Actually, yeah, you can wave dash in this game. It's just not nearly as good as it used to be. But one thing that you can do is desynchronize the ice climbers so that you you're sure basically... sure shit can. So that you're basically uh, controlling them individually of each other so you can have them doing just the grossest, most horrible right. shit to your opponents. So you're buffering it's, the input for one ice climber while you're I, doing the input for the other. I love watching high-level ice climber play. I just have one question that's gonna depend all my opinions on this game okay yeah. is the nintendogs dog assist trophy still there oh yes, yes. okay game oh, there's like <laughs> multiple dogs that can be it's good yeah. yeah and they have spirits of individual dogs that you can get big old shiny see-through pngs of and one of them Ooh, is a like baby PNGs. golden retriever and the other one is a baby french bulldog uh, did they fix that isabel bug that made it so she could have unlimited trophies not I to don't the best think they have yet nope no. Game of the year. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Well, let's see just how well it does. Uh, 
Unless someone else has something they want to say before we get started. Doesn't sound like it. Samus, please date me. Uh, alright. Date me. Uh, <laughs> like, like, like the dried fruit. Yeah, As we okay, know, I yeah. don't like them. Anyway. It's not our podcast, you can't be lewd. Shut up! Uh, alright, we are starting game to... number 247. Chelsea, do you think Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is better or worse than the Japanese version of Pokemon Blue version? The, uh, one of the, well no, it was the special edition of Red and Green that eventually became the American Red and Blue. Skip me. Okay, Crystal, how about you? Super Smash Brothers. Alright, uh, Frankie. Ultimate. Cassidy. Samus. Alright, <laughs> Dylan. Smash Bros. Okay, and Cameron. Smash. Alright, Chelsea, do you want to voice an opinion or should I just move on? I really can't wrap my head around Smash. Yeah, we tried to play a little bit and it just, like, wasn't a game for you, I don't think. That's okay. Alright, Smash Brothers climbs the ladder up to number 123. Cameron, how does Super Smash Brothers compare to Device 6? An iOS game that transforms an ebook into an eerie castle that you have to navigate through text in order to try and discover the mystery at the heart of it. That's a hell of a sell. It's real good, Cameron. I think you would like that game. I probably would. I'm still going yeah. to say Smash for now, though. Okay. Uh, Dylan, how about you? I'm gonna say Smash, but this game looks really fun. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, Cassidy. Bayonetta. <laughs> Frankie. Uh, Device 6 is the closest one of this to a visual novel. I'll do that one. <laughs> Alright, that's one for Device 6. Uh, Crystal. Super Smash Brothers. Okay, Chelsea. Device 6. I'm glad I, it's already decided and I don't have to vote, because that'd be a tough choice. So I'm going to, yeah, just let it go on up. Uh, Smash Brothers moves up to number 61. Chelsea, how does it compare to Romania number 203? A game where you have to throw ping pong Romania. balls some loser in his apartment to help him get his shit together. Frankie, how about you? Smash. Alright, that's one for each. Crystal. Super Smash Brothers. Cassidy. Hey, you know who's good? What's that? You know who's good? Sheik. Who, who? Okay, yeah. And, and they are in Smash Brothers, so I'm taking that as a vote. I guess. Yes. Hyrule Warriors for the Switch. That, that's another video game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dylan, how about you? Brumania sounds interesting. Um, mm. But I think I'd have fun with it for a couple minutes. Okay. Where in Smash, I've had fun for hours. Sure. Okay. And Cameron. Smash. Alright, Smash keeps going up to number 30. Cameron, how does Super Smash Brothers compare to Maple Story, the side-scrolling MMORPG that everyone played in, like, freshman year of high school? I'll vote for Smash. Okay. Dylan. Smash. Cassidy. Maple Story. No, I'm Frankie. kidding. It's Smash. Okay. I never played Frankie. Maple Story. <laughs> Maple Story. I did play it, and I am not kidding. Sure. Uh, Crystal. Maple Story. Chelsea. Maple Story. That ties it. I'd never played Maple Story, which apparently is the requirement for voting for it. I'm going Smash. <laughs> it's uh, which moves Super Smash Brothers up to number 15. Oh, it's getting it's getting into some tough tough competition now. Chelsea, how does it compare to Near Automata, a character action RPG about a bunch of sad, horny robots that are depressed about the end of the world? Uh, Near. Crystal. Super Smash Brothers. Frankie. 
I watched the three-hour all-cutscenes movie of Nier Alamada, and I cried a lot. Uh, yeah. Cassidy. Um, I relate to that description of Nier, but I've never played it, so I'm going with Nier. You would like it. Wait, so you are going with Nier? I am actually going with Nier. Okay. Just, my just computer double probably wouldn't be able to play it, though. It's very old. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Dylan? I'm also going to go with Nier. All right. Cameron? I'll go with Smash. Yeah. Um... Again, I wouldn't want to have to choose between these, so I'm glad it's decided. Uh, Smash loses and moves down to number 22. Cameron, how does it compare to Chibi Robo Plug Into Adventure? The GameCube adventure game where you're a very tiny robot who has to help a family do a bunch of household chores, and the story goes way crazier than you think it would. I'll give it to Smash. Alright, Dylan. I love Chibi Robo, I've got to go with it. It's the cutest game I've ever played. That's one for each. Uh, Cassidy. Gonna smash. Frankie. I'm gonna give it to Chibi Row on this one. Alright. Uh, Crystal. If the Smash Brothers Fighters Pass was actually all Nintendo characters, Chibi Robo is one of the ones that would deserve to be in. Yeah, Chibi Robo feels like one they 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 need to get Chibi Robo in there. Isn't he? He's Smash. an assist trophy, isn't he? Right? No, he's not. No, he he's no. a costume for the Mies. Um, wow. It fits pretty well with the Mii Gunner. Yeah, but, yeah, I just... Uh, listen, I know those games have never been, like, you know... They're not Mario in terms of, like, sales and popularity, but Chibiroba's got a cool design and the game's unique. Get him in there. There are no it's Fire weird, Emblem yeah. 6. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put Canis in Smash. Put Canis hey. in Smash. Me and Cameron are starring a two-person uh, movement to put Candace in Smash. Great. Anyway, Crystal, what were you voting? Smash. Smash. Uh, Chelsea. Chibi Robo. Okay, that ties it. Uh, <laughs> you cannot be serious. <laughs> no, it ties it. Yeah, because no, Chelsea... No, f- I'm not referring to the tie. <laughs> I don't know what you're... Th- Unless that you wasn't you sighing me? just now. No, I was just... No, I'm going to go for Smash Brothers. I like Smash Brothers. Like, that might be my favorite game ever. Ah. Like, I wouldn't complain if it got to number one. Really? Yeah, really. Alas, I I should have colluded. There's several (laughs) games that, like, I, uh... Like, that's not a settled thing, but it would be in the running for number one to me. Like if Mother 3 made it to the top. Exactly. Was it the top at one point? It was, that's true. Where is Mother Tree now? Uh, Number 12. Number 12. Not even in the top 10 anymore. Alas. We have forsaken Uh, our mother. I hope that (laughs) y'all will be moving it at some point. Hey, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. That's all I'm going to say. Smash moves up to number 18. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Terranigma, the Super Nintendo action-adventure, maybe RPG? I never remember what this game's actually like. A person that didn't like this game on this show called it Bad Zelda, but other people have liked it a lot. I don't know, it's some adventure action game about saving the world after it apocalypsized and making it better again. Terranigma. Alright, Crystal. Super Smash Brothers. Frankie. Uh, I believe Emily really likes this one. Yeah, uh, Emily really likes it. Yeah. Alright, uh, Cassidy. I'm smashing. <laughs> Dylan. Smash. Right, and Cameron. I'd like to formally rescind the shit that I talked about Terra Nigma before. Okay. <laughs> but I'm still voting for Smash. 
All right, cool. No! Uh, Smash moves up. We just... Yeah. Oh, it's official. One of my visual novels is no longer in the top 20. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's going to still be in the top 20. Oh, one of them isn't. Okay, One yes. of them is not. God forbid. <laughs> Listen, I got five visual novels in the top 20. You know how happy I felt? Well, you're still going to have four, so how yeah, about you I chill know. out? <laughs> I've anyway. never met the chill. Uh, Cameron, how does Super uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate compare to Super Mario Galaxy 2? The second Super Mario Galaxy game where you play through a world like the old one, but recreated in Rosalina's image. God damn. Oh, man. Damn. Yeah, it's a tough choice. That's not easy. Mario Galaxy 2, very good. My first that's response is to choice. say, well, I've been playing Smash Brothers with Monica, so obviously that's the one, but I played Mario with Monica too. Oh, yeah, there you go. Fuck. Um, yep. I'll, I'll say Smash for now because I play that with my brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Dylan. Can you come back to me? I gotta think. Okay. Sure. Cassidy. Rosalina. No, wait. That, well, she's wait, yeah, you can't. That yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> um, the, the, the one where she's with all the other ladies. All right, cool. Frankie, which will you choose? The Mario game or the one that's kind of like Mario Party? Not really, but it's closer than Mario Galaxy 2. You mean Punchy Mario Party. Punchy Mario Party, uh, yeah. As it's well known in this program, I I believe it was the first one. I returned it to a GameStop because it wasn't yeah. Mario Party. Uh-huh. Uh, so I need to go with Punchy Mario Party. Oh. I'll take, oh, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> Crystal? As far as playing video games goes, Super Mario Galaxy 2 is one of the best experiences you can get. Mm-hmm. I would However, agree with that. there are things about video games I enjoy more than playing them. Oh, okay. such as, as speculating <laughs> about them and watching their trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes <laughs> to that, Smash is one of the best experiences. You're saying that you Smash have. Ultimate really came out the second they released that Inkling trailer. Yes, of course. <laughs> the hype machine got started. Yeah. So yeah. my vote is for Smash. Yeah, there, there's something to what you're saying there. Okay, uh, Chelsea, how about you? Galaxy 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, again, glad it was decisive, because I don't want to pick. No. So, Smash wins and moves up. Uh, I believe that means it's placed. Yeah, at number 16, directly above Super Mario Galaxy 2, directly below Near Automata. Congratulations, like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What a, what a nice spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're, co- we're going along at a great clip. Just nine more games to go. <laughs> All right. Our next game is Hitman 2. Crystal, you nominated this game, so I'll let you talk about it. Well, there's not much I can talk about the new levels of Hitman 2, because I have not played any of them, except for the uh, Sniper Assassin map, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's alright for what it is. Uh, But I've been playing a lot of Hitman 1 levels in Hitman 2 and getting all the challenges, and that game's real good. Okay, Uh, so let me ask you, did you play Hitman 1? Yes. Okay. So you're just kind of, this is, you're going back through it, seeing, yeah. like, returning to all of them. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, <laughs> I got all the trophies in Hitman 1. Oh, wow. Then okay. Then bought Hitman 2 immediately. Man, okay. And then I've been replaying Hitman 1 levels again. So it'd be fair to say, you really like Hitman. I really like Hitman. Like, I really like Hitman, but you really like Hitman. It's a really good game. 
Yeah, no, the it's really good. The experience of learning and mastering the levels is is a chef kiss. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've talked about this with Hitman. We placed Hitman one on the list, haven't we? I forgot we did that. Yes. It's at number twenty six. Fairly high. Yeah, yeah. Because what I said when we placed that one, it might like I feel like all the levels in Hitman are like your target is having a dream, and you are the nightmare there to kill them in it. Yes. Because it's always like every map is the target's. It's a diorama representing their entire life. Where, like, here's all of their greatest accomplishments surrounding them. Whether it's, like, you know, here's the robotics uh, convention showing my genius or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's weird. Like, around every corner, there's somebody just whispering, having just a weird conversation about, oh, wouldn't it be a shame if they died this way today? Oh, no. What if that happened? And then you're the per- You are, like,. Freddy Krueger-like marching through these maps and making these horrible things come to pass on these terrible people. Oh, I love Hitman. It's so good. Do you remember the conversation in the Paris level where two guards are talking upstairs in the attic and one's like, that light rig looks kind of flimsy. Yeah. And the other one's like, eh, I bet it's fine. And the other right. one's like, well, many leading scientists now believe in the multiverse theory. <laughs> So actually, in countless universes, the rig has fallen and killed everybody. That's so good. <laughs> also, but have you dropped that rig and killed everybody? You can. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. I've I played three maps, four maps total of the original Hitman. Yeah. The ones that have been free at one point or another. Okay. Uh, dropping that rig is pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, that it's it's Hitman Two. You know, talking about the the new levels a little bit. They're they're really great. They have kind of upped the comedy of it a little bit. It's a little bit sillier than the first game, but it's still like in that really great pocket of like it's silly, but it's straight faced about it in a way that makes it funnier than it would be if they're just like, whoa, we're wacky. I don't know. Those games are great. Let's find out how great. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see here. We are going to start at game number 249. Cameron, how does Hitman 2 compare to Tom and Jerry World, an MMORPG based on Tom and Jerry that we're like 70% sure was a real game at some point? Hitman. All right. Dylan. So, I'm pretty sure, because we know nothing, in my head, Tom and Jerry World could be the best fucking game I've ever played. Right, right, but it could also be the worst. In some ways, it's the perfect game to have in the middle, because it could be anything. I'm going to pick Tom and Jerry World. All right. But you do you. I haven't played Hitman 2. <laughs> sure, you haven't played Tom and Jerry World either, though. Oh, whatever. Cassidy? Agent 47, I have a new assignment All right. for you. Uh, Frankie? So if you know me, you know I like bullshit, and the idea of a game that we don't know if it existed or not is pretty good bullshit. Sure. Uh, I'll go for that for now. I think that's funny. That's two for Tom and Jerry World Crystal. Hitman. And Chelsea. Hit a man. Hitman goes up to number 125. Chelsea, how does Hitman 2 compare... To El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron, a character action game based on Jewish mythology with a cool art style. Uh, come back to me. Alright, Crystal. Hitman 7, colon, Hitman 2. <laughs> colon, make the world your weapon. Uh, Frankie, how about you? Hitman. Alright. 
Cassidy. Um, what was it? El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. Hitman. Alright. Dylan. Hitman. And Cameron. Hitman. Alright, Hitman takes it. Uh, Chelsea, do you want to sound off? Uh, El Shaddai is... It's like you got me favorite game. It's what? <laughs> no, no, no. Now I need to hear what you said. <laughs> that stupid joke. I oh. said I wanted to tell. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of a good way. <laughs> okay, yeah, we should stop laughing at each other like idiots. What you were trying to say that you told me earlier is that El Shaddai is Light Yagami's favorite game, because he agrees that L should die. <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. Does I disapprove of this method of joking. the Lord's name in vain? Is that... Maybe? <laughs> I mean, El Shaddai means God Almighty. Yeah. But that's not All what right. taking the Lord's name in vain Yeah, means. I was going to say, but sure. you puns, cun. Come. Hey. Anyway, Hitman. I would say that puns do count as besmirching the name of God, yes. Right, but you're not, like, taking an oath in vain. Mm. Listen, we're mm. not getting into this. No, uh, taking God's name is vain is when you say something like, I invaded Iraq because God told me to. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Number 63. Chelsea, how do you think that Hitman 2 compares to No Man's Sky, the procedurally generated space exploration game where you fly around and look at cool planets? Um, Hitman. All right, Crystal. Two games you love. Hitman. All right, Frankie. That one Sky sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's just a nice chill time. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy. Um, uh, the Hitmans. All right, and Cameron. No Man's Sky. Oh, and Dylan, I skipped you. Yeah, uh, oh, Hitman. All right, Hitman takes it and continues climbing its way up the list. Number 32. Cameron, how does it compare to Kid Dracula? The Game Boy parody of Castlevania games where you play as Kid Dracula and, you know, do Castlevania stuff. I know that y'all put it at 32, but was Kid Dracula actually good? I haven't played it, so I couldn't tell you. I think it's just kind of a Game Boy version of the NES Castlevanias. Oh, that's horrible. I've heard people say it's good. Uh, (laughs) A Game Boy version of the NES Castlevanias has historically been very bad. I'll give it to Hitman. All right. Uh, Dylan. Um... Yeah, I'll give it to Hitman. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. I will give it to Hitman. Give it to the Hitman. Now, I don't actually mind, but I am curious. Why is there, like, a baby duck in someone's background? <laughs> oh, no, that's not a baby duck. <laughs> that's a crow outside my window. Oh, okay. Maybe Crows in Australia sound like baby ducks. It's true. Would the crow like to voice an opinion on Hitman 2? Usually crows are associated with death, so I'll bet it likes it. Hey crow! What's Hitman 2 like? I think it's a good moment for the crow. No opinion. Of course, yeah. Anyway. Alright, moving on from that. Frankie, how do you vote Hitman 2 versus Kid Dracula? (laughs) Alucard Dick? Is that Kid Dracula backwards? Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess Alucard Dick is Kid Dracula backwards, and I don't like that fact. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> Alright, that's a vote for Kid Dracula, I guess. Uh, Crystal? Hitman. And Chelsea. Um, Hitman. Alright, Hitman moves up to number 16. Oh, Chelsea, how does Hitman 2 compare to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Oh, here we fucking go. 
Hey, speed of which, Kid Dracula makes a cameo on the Castlevania stage of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah! What? Tying it all together. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a big stained glass window. It's, like, Dracula's, like, boss room. And, like, random Castlevania monsters will just kind of go by the window, and sometimes Kid Dracula shows up. Huh. All right. Anyway, yeah, Chelsea? Ah. Uh, God. Two games that aren't really your thing. Hitman. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Hitman 2. That's two for Hitman. Frankie. Smash. Uh, Cassidy. I'm... Smash. Okay. Dylan. Smash. And Cameron. Smash. Wow, yeah, Smash. I thought that would come down a lot closer than it did, but no, Smash killed it. Moving Hitman 2 down to number 24. Cameron, how does Hitman 2 compare to Thief the Dark Project, uh, a first-person stealth immersive sim where you play as a cool sneaky guy doing... Less lethal sneaky stuff. I'm sure you still kill lots of people in Thief, but, you know, the main point is stealing shit. I'll give it to Hitman. Alright, uh, Dylan. Hitman. Cassidy. Hitman. The Hitmans. Frankie. Yeah, Hitman. Alright, uh, Crystal. Hitman. And Chelsea. I don't know, Hitman? Yeah, Hitman takes it unanimously, dang. All right, and uh, moves up to number 20. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Chelsea, how does it compare to One Night Hot Springs? A short the visual, game of the year. A short visual novel about going to the hot springs? I don't remember what it's actually about. Other than it's a short it. visual novel about being a trans woman in Japan and having to deal with a cis society and being able to, having to deal with the hardships of just going out to a hot springs for your friend's birthday uh, party. Uh-huh. And, like, how fucking hard that is, and how easy it would be for someone else. But the game never punishes you. Sure. The neutral ending is you saying no to the invitation. And that's it. Yeah. So, Chelsea, that or the game where you can feed a man to his own pet hippo? One night. Hot springs. (laughs) Also, one night hot springs really cute when Haru, who's the main character, wants to, like, pump herself up. She, like, hits her cheeks, and the sound effects go, huh. It's really cute. All right, uh, Crystal. Hitman. All right, that is one for each. Frankie, you're voting Hitman, I know, so I don't even need to ask you. <laughs> one Night Hot Springs. <laughs> Cassidy. One Night Hot Springs. All right, Dylan. Hitman. All right, that's two for Hitman. Cameron. Oh, really? It's almost tied up. Um. Yeah, if you vote Hitman, it's a tie. Oh, okay. Hitman. All right, that's on me. L- that all sounds really wonderful, but I really like the part where you can be a flamingo and, like, kill a person. So I'm going to go for Hitman, because I'm a bad man. Sure, John Cena uh. song from the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hitman 2 moves up to number 18. Cameron, how does it compare to The Shiva, uh, a mystery adventure game where you play as a... Uh, well, you were, were you a rabbi, Crystal? I've already forgotten the details of this rabbi. game. A rabbi. And was it like a murder mystery about someone in your that, that got killed? Listen, it was a cool sounding Okay, so game. I listened to this this morning. You play a rabbi and uh, you are losing your fate. Right, and, I remember uh, that part. Uh, a, a, cop, a detective shows up and is like, Hey, someone that used to be part of your congregation who left just died. And uh, the last time you talked to him, you end up in, to, in a bad position so you're right, a suspect right, right. so now he has to clear his name while also trying to find his fate and the game's called the shiva because that's the name of the morning period right okay. which is what 
where this takes place. Yes. All of that. Cameron, that, or Hitman 2. What an enticing idea behind that game. Right? It sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Um, I'll still give it to Crystal's Game of the Year, Hitman. Okay. Dylan, would you rather clear your, like, absolve yourself of murder or commit murder? Um, let's not admit to murder on podcast. <laughs> I didn't say which, which have you done. I said which would you rather do. Just double checking. You're allowed to want to murder. That's legal. Mm, is it? <laughs> I think so. You can't threaten it, but you can want it. I'll go with commit murder. Yeah, okay. That is two for Hitman Cassidy. I mean, the Shiva does sound like a good premise, but I'm going to have to go with the Hitman. Okay. Frankie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, where this is being presented as evidence, <laughs> I will go for the Shiva. All right. Crystal. On the question of whether I will vote for the Shiva or for Hitman 2, my vote is for the Shiva. Okay. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, Chelsea. Shiva. That ties it. Mm, man. Hmm. I think the Shiva sounds really cool, but I know Hitman 2 is really cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to follow my gut and go Hitman. Which moves Hitman 2 up to number 17. Chelsea, how does it compare to Mario Galaxy 2? We just talked about it. Mm, Mario. Okay. Crystal. Hitman. Alright, that's one for each. Frankie. Would I return Hitman 2 for a Mario <laughs> Party? Probably. Oh wait, does Hitman 2 have that mode where one of you is a sniper? Yes. Uh, it has a mode where you're a sniper and you're just trying to snipe people at a party. And then it has a multiplayer mode where you're both playing the same map and you're like overlapping okay. each other and you're both trying okay. to race each other to kill targets. That's I think basically that... a Mario Party minigame. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shooty Party. <laughs> Cassidy? I think there's a co-op sniper mode too, so I'm going with Hitman. Oh, is there? Okay, maybe I'm dumb then. Uh, Alright, that's one for Hitman. Uh, Dylan? Uh, Mario. Okay, that's two for Mario. Cameron? Mario, Mario? Mario. Yeah, that ties it. Uh, I love both these games, and I'm going to go for Mario. Man, good games, though. Uh, that means that Hitman 2 is placed at number 18, directly above the Shiva, directly below Super Mario Galaxy 2. Two games in a row now. Both made it into uh, the top 20. What a great year it's been. For now. And you push my two visual novels out, but sure, hey. fine. Yeah, you still got... Still got other ones in there. Hey, hey, you can talk about it on the next episode of Steel Cast. You you still got three visual novels in the top ten, so I still don't want In the top five, please. (laughs) Listen, enjoy it while you can, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Our next game. skip work to come here tomorrow. (laughs) Our next game is one that I nominated. It's Return of the Obra Dinn. This is a... PC game where you are an insurance adjuster at the turn of the 19th century and you have discovered a boat that was assumed like lost. All of the people on it have gone missing and you have to figure out what happened to them. You have a magic pocket watch that lets you go around and if you find any human remains, you can use it to witness. You get to hear all of the sounds that they heard in the Eh, 10 to 15 seconds before they died, and then you get to walk around a diorama of the instant they died, frozen in time, 
to try and figure out who they are, how they died, and if they were murdered, who murdered them. And you have to do that for all 60 people on the boat, from the captain all the way down to, like, the, the lowest-ranking deckhand. Uh, every single person has to be accounted for for the game to be truly beaten. Um, it starts off pretty easy, because it, the clues you get at the start are very obvious and simple. This guy's in the captain's quarters, and he people are calling him captain. He's probably the captain. And you get to just easily watch, oh, he took out a gun and shot himself. That's right at the start of the game. But then, by the end of it, it's like, hmm, well, this person, there was kind of a lot of fighting going on, and, like, they got shot, I can tell that much, but I'm not really sure what gun that bullet came out of. And also, I, like, they have an Irish accent in the cutscene, so they're probably Irish, but there's two Irish people, and they're both brothers, and I don't know which brother this is. And, like, now now you really gotta start digging through every moment you can find to find any kind of clue as to what this person's first name is. It is a spectacular game that is not quite like anything else I've ever played. And also, it's got a real cool look. It's a weird 3D... It's a 3D game, but all the art is made to look like an old, like, Apple II game or something. You can actually choose what kind of old computer it looks like. That's true. The settings let you pick from any kind of old computer aesthetic. It's it's a really unique looking game that's a little hard to describe, but if you look at one screenshot of it, you immediately kind of get it. Uh, I think this game's awesome. And that's my piece on it. As I know, Chelsea, you've played a little bit of it because I made you, but you liked it. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed the video game. Yeah, I, I, I did. I really want that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has, has anyone else played this? Oh, I saw it being played during Waypoint's extra live stream. Sure. And I know I know like story beats and stuff and yeah. the basic premise. Okay. Okay. But it yeah, really okay. hi- sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say it really like hits one of my favorite niches of like just stare at this until you can see everything. Just Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You have to keep uh, look like it's all there. You just have to keep looking for it. Right. There like is a like jigsaw a jigsaw puzzle. There's a the thing to the breach of Yeah, definitely. Detectives. There's a thing around three fourths of the way through that game where I found something that had been in like a million of the vignettes that gave like a huge clue about like fifteen deaths, and I was so excited. It's it's such a cool game. Oh, I wanna I, play it. Let's figure out just how cool it is. Let's see here. Chelsea, is the return of the Obra Dinn better or worse than game number 248, which is now Pokemon Red version America? It's Pokemon Blue version Japan, but they made the cartridge red. Obra Dinn. All right. Crystal. Obra Dinn sounds like the coolest video game in the universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I find it difficult to play games on a personal computer. Yeah. Whereas uh, it's very easy to play games on the Game Boy. So for, for right, Pokemon. You take it anywhere you want. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come to consoles eventually. Frankie. Oberton. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. Oberton. That's not a name I've heard for a long time. <laughs> Dylan. Oberton. All right. And Cameron. Pokemon. All right. Uh, that is two for Pokemon, which is not enough. And Oberton. Climbs up to number 124. Cameron, how does Return of the Obra Dinn compare 
to Ray Tracers, a PlayStation 1 racing game where you have to complete a track as fast as you possibly can because all of the leftover time you have at the end is used in a boss battle against like a helicopter or a tank or something. Obradin. All right. Crystal. Obradin. Uh, I don't know why I came to you, Crystal. That is not the right order. Dylan. All right. Obradin. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. I'm Detective Obradin. Great. <laughs> Frankie. Obradin. And Chelsea. Uh, I can safely vote for uh, Ray Tracers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I should stream Ray Tracers at some point. I do own it. I bought it at a used game store. Uh, but Oberdin moves up to number 62. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Bionicle Matanui Adventure, a browser flash game in, <sighs> set in the Bionicle universe that just was the coolest thing in the, the whole wide world when you were in middle school? No, it never was Oberdin. <laughs> Damn, Crystal. Matanui online game. <laughs> Frankie. Toapika Terra. I I don't remember their names. Matanui. All right, Cassidy. I'm gonna have to go for Bionicle. Dylan. Uh, what? <laughs> Bionicle's really good. People like Bionicle. <laughs> Crack open a Over cold death. one with no, the boys. This isn't no. <laughs> no. I With the boy on the calls. The only Montanui I need is the one from Moana. Anyway, did, right. did you say uh, Oberdin, Dylan? Yes. Alright. <laughs> I'm baffled. Yeah, Cameron? Oberdin. That ties it. Yeah, I'm going Oberdin. What? Mm. Which pushes Oberdin up to number 31. Uh, Cameron, how does Return of the Oberdin compare to Polar Alarm? A German video game based on a German television show. You're a man that likes to drink beer, but when you drink too much beer, you gotta pee. And finding a bathroom can be hard in this weird isometric hellscape you live in. And that's the game! That sounds a little bit like Mother Simulator. Or whatever the hell that game was called. I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure! Oh. I'll hook you up at some point. I'll add it to the listener suggestions. Obra Din. Alright, that's one for Obra Din. Dylan. Over den, these screenshots are horrifying. <laughs> uh, Cassidy, I'm Obra Dinn. Okay, the Frankie. I, you know, I like bullshit. The one where you don't have to pee. <laughs> sure, yeah. Crystal, puller alarm. And Chelsea, Obra Dinn. All right. What have you linked me, Cameron? <laughs> let me let me look at this. Oh, I hate the. You know what? I hate the thumbnail enough that I'm not going to click this. It's like a baby. Like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> You should. Don't like that baby. That baby That's... is the most high quality uh, simulacrum baby in this fictional setting. It's a humorous project about a young parent's difficult weekdays. If you oh, feel worried, irritated, you elicit. This game! <laughs> yes. I, I haven't even seen it yet, but I think I know what you're talking about. I think Game Grumps have played this. Okay. You can gotcha. get food poisoning in it. Cool. And then you have to balance out taking care of the baby with your food poisoning. Wait, oh, wait. Boy, oh boy. Is this just a ripoff of Who's Your Daddy? Or maybe no, Who's Your Daddy your... is a ripoff of this. Who's Your Daddy is multiplayer. Oh, wait. I may be. Th yeah. Yeah. Who's Your Daddy oh. is esports, so. Yeah. Who's Your Daddy? Is that the game where the baby's trying to um, kill themselves? One player is the baby, one player yeah. is yes. the daddy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, this is not like that at all. Okay. 
<laughs> so my suggested steam more like this includes Attack of the Killer Furries. All right. Well, that's not anyway, good. we're not talking about that today. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. It's on the list now. Uh, but for now, Chelsea, how does Return of the Obra Dinn compare to Resident Evil 4? An over-the-shoulder survival horror game where you have to rescue the president's daughter from a strange cult. Oberdin. Okay. Crystal. Oberdin's cool, but it doesn't have gun or car, so it's not it a real video have guns. game. <laughs> and there are guns in Oberdin. There's lots of guns in Oberdin. You just don't get to use them. Yeah, All right, that's why I'm going for Resi 4. I like the, sure. the bender who like flashes you, uh, so Resident Evil 4. Yep, okay. That's two for RE4. Uh, Cassidy. I've never played either, but I just want to say Resident Evil 4. It's a fun thing to say, is the thing. <laughs> it's very fun. Alright, that is three for Resident Evil 4. Dylan. What are you selling? <laughs> That's very good. Resident Evil 4. Cameron, how about you? Ada ain't in Obra Dinn. That's true. So, Resident Evil. Yeah. Alright, Resident Evil takes it, and Obra Dinn moves down. It's number 22. Cameron, how does it compare to We Know the Devil, a horror visual novel that, if I try to start describing it, Frankie's just going to cut me off and give a better description anyway, so I may as well just let them. It's about three characters who go to church camp, and they have to, they are selected to spend the night in this uh, abandoned cabin, and they have to listen to the radio because the devil will come at midnight and take one of them. Because they've been bad. It's it's very thematic. Like, it's just a good, ex- yeah. interesting experience to listen to the sounds and the. It's like a horror game. There's no jump scares though. Uh, it's very queer. It's a game that right now it's six dollars and sixty six cents on on Itch.io, and I would nice recommend thing. anyone to go play it. Uh, this is the same people that made uh, Heaven Will Be yes. Mine this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Cameron, that or Oberdin? We know the devil. All right, Dylan. Oberdin. Okay, that's one for each. Cassidy. I know the devil. <laughs> All right. Uh, Frankie. We know the devil. Okay. Crystal. We know Beazelbub. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, Oberdin. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to vote Oberdin, but it's three to four, so Oberdin's going to move down to number 26. Chelsea, how does Oberdin compare to Animal Crossing New Leaf, a 3DS game where you get to become the mayor of your own little cute animal village? Animal Crossing. Okay, Crystal. Oberdin. Uh, Frankie. Animal Crossing. Cassidy. The one that has Isabella. Yeah. Well, there is no Isabella. Isabel. Shut up. There you go. <laughs> Dylan. So, I developed an unhealthy addiction to Animal Crossing. Okay. So I'm going to go with Oberdin because it's never done anything bad to me. Yeah. Okay, okay. To be fair, I developed an unhealthy addiction to Oberdin, but then after three days, the game was over and there was no more to play. So, like, that solved itself. <laughs> Cameron. Animal Crossing. All right, Animal Crossing takes it. Oberdin continues to drop to number 28. Cameron, how does it compare to Pokemon Emerald version? The definitive version of Gen 3 Hoenn Pokemon where... They changed the story so both Team Aqua and Team Magma are involved, and Rayquaza's there. Huh. It's so interesting to me that the first generation is dead center of this list, and then the 
highlight of the worst generation is this high up. Oh, Cameron. I, I, I'm going to give it to Oberdin. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I'm here when Book of Medora breaks up. <laughs> oh, if this was enough to get us to break up, we would have died long Cameron, ago. Cameron, I dislike a lot of things about Gen 3. I think the general argument goes that well, Gen 1, you know, set the set the stage for everything. Going back to those games is kind of rough. But that don't mean nothing to me. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. Dylan? Uh, I'm going to go with Emerald. Okay, that is one for each. Cassidy? Pokemon Emerald. Yeah, Cassidy. Frankie? Uh, I have the remake of, of Ruby and my 3DS, and I haven't played it in like two weeks. Uh, okay. Over then. All right, that <laughs> brings it to two to two. Crystal. Pokemon Emerald. All right, Chelsea. Oberdin. That ties it up. I'm going Oberdin. Uh, if it was the much better diamond, you know, pearl platinum generation, then, you know, maybe I would have voted Pokemon. You're Who knows? damn right. Hell yeah, Cameron. God, Gen 4 one. likers. No, The Crystal. Gen 4 likers are here. The Gen 4 and likers. The worst Pokemon. Oh, how dare you talk about Shinx that way? Didn't even have any fire types. <laughs> you made that one up. That's not real. No, Shinx is real. real. No, yeah, it's, no, that's that's the character from from Zelda, the one that's Zelda. <laughs> Remind me who the champion in Gen Three was. Uh, seen, no. uh, well, it well, changed it was between Steven Ruby and Wallace. Oh, those yeah. are both terrible. Neither, Steven's okay. Neither of them is Cynthia. Cynthia's no, good. you're right. I mean, Cynthia's obviously the best. There's Shinx right there. He's just a cute little lion. Let me look what a nice boy. Chic. Oh, that's cute. Is that uh, water electric? Because he's blue and yellow? I think it's just uh, think electric. It's pure electric. Piplup came from Gen 4. Ergo, yeah. Gen 4 cannot be reproached. That's right. That's right. That's correct. Yeah, but Gen 3 anyway. has Mudkip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gen 3 has Mudkip. <laughs> But I already like Mudkips. <laughs> you oh, heard wrong. Good. We have got one last game for Oberdin to go up against. Chelsea, how does Oberdin fare against Hitman 1, the the prequel to Jesus. Hitman 2, the game we talked about a bunch? Oberdin. Okay. Crystal. Hitman 6, colon, Hitman. Colon, enter a world of assassination. Frankie. Oberdin. All right, that's two for Oberdin. Cassidy. Hitman. Uh, Dylan. Oberdin. Cameron. Oberdin. Alright, that gives it to Oberdin, which is placed at number 27, directly above Hitman, directly below Animal Crossing New Leaf. It's in. It's in there. Right there. It's din there. Oh, I see what you did. Alright, uh, we're moving on to Marvel's Spider-Man. Dylan, do you want to you tell us about this one? It was your nomination. Yes, so... In Marvel's Spider-Man, you play as Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. been Spider-Man for a while at this point, so he knows his powers pretty well. And it's, it's you like have a good amount of New York to swing around in, and the web-slinging mechanics is, honest to God, one of the most fun things I've ever done. I forgot if there was a story for about three or four hours and just played around in the city. Yeah. But the story is actually surprisingly good, expecting pretty generic and you know there's some stuff that's obvious if you know anything about the character right that it tries to play as a shock which doesn't work very well Mm. but it's the action and it's pretty good it's kind of arkham-esque 
with the combat. Yeah. But you have fun quips the whole time, and it's a short game, but I think that's actually to its benefit. Yeah, and it, I think short is also kind of a relative term. It still takes a while yeah, to get through. 12 to 15 hours, which for for like a $60 PS4, a lot of people were complaining that it was short. Yeah. But I think it doesn't stick around long enough to wear, uh, start to wear on you. Yeah, that's fair. What were you going to say, Chelsea? Fun quips and fun thwips. There you go. That's the pitch right there. Quips and <laughs> um, Is this I the one this game. where Spider-Man calls himself Spider-Cop? Yeah, it's the one where Spider-Man calls himself Spider-Cop. It's a very pro-police game, I've heard. Uh, kinda, yeah. It's, uh... I it mean, doesn't know what it wants to fucking say about it. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, especially early on, you're helping the police a lot. You're good friends with, like, a detective. Spider-Man kind of, like, jokingly calls himself Spider-Cop and, like, you know, LARPs like he's in, like, a cool cop movie... Uh, you help them repair their creepy surveillance system that monitors the entire city? Great. You mean the one that was the big moral choice at the end of Batman the Dark yeah. Knight? Okay, surveillance system is bad, no defense there. But then at about the halfway point, the supervillains are getting real bad, so the city hires a mercenary group to become extra security, and at that point, it like kind of tries to do this real sloppy pivot towards being like anti-police state, because now they're like power-armored weirdos are, like, rounding up protesters and throwing them in cages, and you have to, like, fight to free them and that kind of thing. It's kind of just, yeah, like Cameron said, it doesn't really know what it wants to say about that stuff. And that's unfortunate that they did Silver Sable that way, because, like, her character... I realize this has nothing to do with the game itself, but... No, sure. Her, her character is, like, a freedom fighter, so it is a little unfortunate that they used her yeah. that way. Act 1, Scene 1. Has Spider-Man being shot at by the police who are in Wilson Fisk's pocket. And thereafter, he makes oblique references to how police will occasionally shoot at him. But the game never really does anything with that. Yeah, and well, see, those were the crooked police that worked for Fisk. And now that you, you've gotten the kingpin behind bars, they're, you know, they're all good guys now. When you <laughs> help the police eventually some will say to you, anything we can do for you, Spider-Man? He'll say, yeah, tell your buddies not to shoot at me as much. And it's like, when is oh, that Oh, that's happening? true, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. Um, what a yeah. good game. I, I came away from this game thinking, like, it was pretty good. I didn't, like, fall in love with it the way some people did. I was just like, yeah, it was all right. I enjoyed that. But, oh, the yeah, visuals it's, are beautiful. It's a nice-looking game. That is true. And it's very... Cool, like when you're at night and it's very dark, but all the lights are real bright and you're swinging past them real fast. That's all cool. Like there's there's definitely stuff to like about Marvel's Spider-Man, but let's see how much stuff there is to like about it. Uh, Cameron, how does Marvel's Spider-Man, which is the full title of the game, and I will be referring to it as such entirely, compare to Pokemon Red version Japan, one of the very first Pokemon games that was very buggy and had to eventually kind of get fixed up with Pokemon Blue. A Spider-Man. Okay. Dylan, how about you? Uh, I'll go with the Spider-Man. All right. Cassidy. Spiders. All right. Frankie. Since the moment this game was announced, nothing in it appealed to me. It still doesn't. Uh, so, Pokemon. Okay. Crystal. That's her. Pokemon. Mm, Chelsea. Spider-Man. Yep. All right. Spider-Man takes it and moves up to number 124. Chelsea, how does Spider-Man compare to... Uh, Stunt Island, uh, an old 3D machinima game where you can control planes and other vehicles to do cool stunts and take video of it. It had like a toucan that says cool stunts. Yeah. Uh, Spidey. 
All right. Crystal. Spider-Man. Frankie. Stunt Island. Cassidy. Spiders. Dylan. You could do cool stunts at Spider-Man, too. Is there a that toucan? Mm, there is no toucan. I mean, you collect, you collect pigeons. There are pigeons, A though, pigeon that's is true. not a toucan. That's slightly racist. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's only slightly. Yeah, only slightly. <laughs> Cameron? I'll I'll give it to the one with the best version of Dr. Otto Octavius. Stunt Island? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, if it's better uh, than this one, then Stunt Island does have something special. Right, definitely. I've never played uh, it. All right. Spider-Man keeps on climbing, much like old Webheb likes to do on the buildings of New York mm. City. Cameron, your wording of the best version of Dr. Otto Octavius is very deliberate. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I just realized that too. Well, I mean, you, know. you could make an argument that this is the best writing ever given to a comic book supervillain, period. That would be a cogent argument you could make. Sure. But 2018 was a hell of a year to enjoy Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, and it was a hell of a year to enjoy Dr. Octopus in many incarnations. Yes. yes. Very <laughs> You should watch Into the Spider-Verse if you haven't yet. It's a good movie. Into the Spider-Verse is so good. I need to. Oh, I man. To. It's so good, Frankie. Anyway, Cameron, how does Spider-Man... Excuse me. Marvel Spider-Man. Thank you. Compared to number 62, help, my large dog is being oh, affectionate. God. I need to record my objective video game ranking podcast. So a fan game made by a listener of Let's Place that simulates the experience of hosting Let's Place. That's so nice. It's such I'll a give good it game. Yeah, it's awesome. Sp- Spider-Man. That's one for Spider-Man. Dylan. Uh, I'm also going to go with Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. Chalicerates. What's that? Uh, sp- sp- spiders. Okay. <laughs> Frankie? I love playing Help My Large Dog. It's so fun. It's so good. It should be in the top five. Help My Large <laughs> Dog. It's one for Help My Large Dog. Crystal. Help My Large Dog. I like the way we abbreviate it. It just turns into a game about helping a large dog. It, I, I mean, did enjoy helping my large dog. You're not lying. That's <laughs> part of the game. Just helping your large dog, like taking him out for a walk and That's petting true. him. <laughs> Chelsea? Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man takes it, which moves Spider-Man up to number 31. Chelsea, how does it compare to The Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion, an open-world RPG where you have to... Save a kingdom in disarray from some kind of demon man who's opening up all the dang oblivion gates. Uh, pass. All right, Crystal. The best Elder Scrolls game. Okay, Frankie. Is this better than Skyrim? I, I've never. Yes. Okay, Skyrim was okay. Sure, this one. Uh, oblivion. All right. That's two for Oblivion, Cassidy. Um, Spider. All right, that's one for Spider Man, Dylan. Spider Man. All right, uh, Cameron. Spider-Man. That's three for Spider-Man. Chelsea, coming back around to you. Does whatever a spider can. <laughs> All right, Spider-Man takes it and keeps on moving up to number 17. Cameron, how does Spider-Man oh, compare oh, Mario. To, Super, to Super Mario Galaxy 2? Okay, Dylan. Spider-Man's my pick, and I even I prefer Mario. <laughs> All right, that's two for Mario. Cassidy. I'm gonna go with Super Mario Galaxy because the one of the alternate costumes in Spider-Man isn't the bombastic bag man. Really? All right. Yeah, he's played all the there. DLC yet. Oh, is he Are in the DLC? Suits? Maybe. I don't. I don't know. Wait I'll look second. it up. 
Frankie, how do you vote? Is the fabulous Frogman and Spider-Man? That's my only character I like. I don't. I don't think uh, so. Super Mario. All right, Crystal. Super Mario. And Chelsea. Mario. All right, Mario takes it unanimously, and Marvel's Spider-Man finally starts moving down. I think Peter Parker might have run out of web. Oh, the bombastic Batman was just teased. Oh well. Blame. Oh no, that was in another game. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. All right, Smash. Chelsea. How? <laughs> Chelsea, how does Marvel Spider-Man compare to Pokemon Crystal version, the Game Boy Color f- third version of Pokemon Gold and Silver? This one's got Suicune right there on the cover. Spider-Man. All right, Crystal. Pokemon Crystal. All right, that's one for each. Frankie. Pokemon her. Uh, Cassidy. Pokemon her. All right, Dylan. Uh, Spider-Man. Uh, the. Old Game Boy Color ones are a little hard to go back to. Sure. Cameron. Pokemon. Her. All right. Pokemon. Her? <laughs> wins. Weird. Hashtag I'm with Pokemon. Her. <laughs> Hashtag I'm with Pokemon Crystal. <laughs> uh, uh, Pokemon wins and Spider-Man keeps on falling to number 27. Oh, here we go. Cameron, how does Marvel Spider-Man compare oh. to Return of the Obra Dinn? Spider-Man. All right. Dylan. Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. The one with Miles. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> That's three for Spider-Man. Frankie. Oberdin. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Return of the Oberdin. Chelsea. Oberdin. Oh. I am also going to vote Oberdin. Yeah. Yeah. So Spider-Man keeps on going down to number 29. Chelsea, how does... Man, yeah, we're in... We've been hitting this territory all night. Chelsea, how does uh, Spider-Man compare to Pokemon Emerald version? Uh, Spider-Man. All right, Crystal. Pokemon. All right, that's one for each. Frankie. Pokemon. Uh, Cassidy. Pokemon here that's not present. I was gonna make that joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> no Dylan. wonder we're co-hosts. Spider-Man. All right, and Cameron. Spider-Man. All right, then I'm gonna go with Pokemon. So Spider-Man keeps on falling to number 30. For one last comparison, Cameron, Marvel Spider-Man or Kingdom Hearts 2, the action RPG epic where you have to save the whole, the the souls of all the worlds of Square Enix and Disney Interactive. That's not what this one's about. Ah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Spider-Man. Alright. Dylan. Spider-Man. Alright. Cassidy. I should clarify, I said chelicerates before one time when I was voting for Spider-Man, and that's uh, like a subgroup of arachnids that spiders belong to. Okay. I'm voting for Spider-Man. All right, that's three for Spider-Man. Frankie. I'm voting for the fourth best Kingdom Hearts game. Kingdom Hearts 2. (laughs) All right, Crystal. Frankie, we had this discussion before, hadn't we? Yeah, I made, I have an official list, so the best one is Chain of Memories. Guys, we have so many games to get through. We don't have time for this. I'm getting tired. <laughs> recoded over. It has data nominate. He thinks data nominate. He thinks data nominate. Okay. What's your vote? Kingdom Crystal? Hearts three colon Kingdom Hearts two. Okay, cool. <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. That ties it. I'm gonna go for Spider Man just because you made me listen to that argument. <laughs> In which case. Fucking uh, coded. He, thinks, he never thinks Dominate and he only thinks Data Sora thinks Data Nominate. 
That's okay, important. Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man is placed number 12. Shut up! I hope to bring back Data Nominee. Frankie. Go start a Kingdom They're going to bring back Data. Frankie, if you sure. have any love for me at all, please <laughs> stop saying Data Nominee. Holy right. mackerel. Marvel I think that Spider-Man. now I can think of no other name. Marvel Spider-Man is placed at number 30. I hope you know how much I have for you. Directly above Kingdom Hearts 2. Directly below Pokemon (laughs) Emerald version. Luke lost his mic. Blew the gain out. (laughs) Chelsea, uh, I believe you nominated Donut County, but while other things have been going on, it seems you changed your nomination to Celeste. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Do you want to talk about Celeste? Uh, I I nominated based on what you've said about it, so how about you talk about it? All right, sure. Celeste is a 2D platformer with a very high degree of difficulty along the lines of your super meat boys or etc. It is about a young woman who suffers from anxiety and depression who decides that she is going to go attempt to climb a mountain so that she can feel like she has accomplished something in her life that and kind of get out of the rut that she's in. Unfortunately, this is a magical mountain that very quickly manifests her depression as an evil doppelganger that is dead set on sabotaging her and making her feel terrible. But along the way, she meets a bunch of new friends and she faces some truths about herself and reaches a state of inner peace that allows her to succeed. The base game is very fun. There's, like, collectible strawberries is like, a challenge thing. The game has some really great accessibility options where you can ratchet all of the difficulty way down. I think you can even, like, slow down the, like, speed of the game or give yourself extra double jumps, that kind of thing. Kind of tune it to be as easy as you'd like it to be. Uh, or as hard as you'd like it to be because each level also has a secret B-side, they call them, which are, like really difficult remixes of all the levels. And if you beat all of those, you unlock seasides, which are even more difficult. And I started playing one of the seasides last night, got about three screens into it. I was like, oh no, not right now. Maybe not ever. This is really hard. But it's a beautiful game with beautiful music and an emotionally touching story. And I think it's really special. Has anyone else played Celeste? Celeste is good. Yeah. No, but it sounds good. I read your... Not review, but your top ten, and it was a good. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, it's sitting on my Switch right now. I think Monica's playing it as we record. This. I want to play it. Oh, cool. I haven't got it, but those accessibility options it has actually make me want to play yeah. it. Whereas normally I don't like playing platformers. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I think it's cool that they did that. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's a really great game. I guess let's find out how great it is. Crystal has stepped away, but she says that she has a standing vote for Celeste until she gets back. But Chelsea, for now, how does Celeste stand up against game number 248, which is, of course, Poems by Heart, an (laughs) iPhone game uh, that gives you poems with some words missing that you have to fill in, and it's a game that helps you memorize poetry. This is a good middle game. I do like Poems by Heart a lot, but it's Celeste. Okay. Crystal also votes Celeste. Frankie, how about you? Celeste. All right. Cassidy. Celeste. All right. Dylan? What? All right. And Cameron. Data nominee. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. All right. Celeste wins and moves up to number 124. Cameron, how does it compare to Fighting Fantasy Death Trap Dungeon? If I remember right, this game is uh, a digitized version 
of an early choose-your-own-adventure game, but with a little more than that. It was like a cross between a choose-your-own-adventure book and an RPG where you had stats that you rolled with a die, and then that sort of affected what pages you were allowed to turn to. Kind of an interesting early experiment in uh, pen and paper games. I'll give it to Celeste. Okay. Dylan. Celeste. All right. Cassidy. Uh, Celeste. All right. Frankie. Data nominus, my third favorite, Kyrie, uh, Celeste. Right. Crystal also votes Celeste Chelsea. Celeste. All right, Celeste wins unanimously and moves up to number 62. Chelsea, how does it compare to Pokemon Gold version? A lot of Pokemon talk tonight. I don't know, it's Pokemon Gold. It's like Pokemon Crystal, but you can't play as a girl. Celeste. All right, Crystal also votes Celeste. Frankie. You can play as a girl in Celeste, so Celeste. That's true. Cassidy. Celeste. All right, Dylan. Celeste. Right, and Cameron. Pokemon. Alright, Celeste wins and moves up to number 31. Cameron, uh, how does it compare to Kingdom Hearts 2? Celeste. Alright, Dylan. Celeste. Cassidy. Celeste. Okay, Frankie. I, I can't both against Nominee. <laughs> cool. Alright, that's one for Kingdom Hearts 2. Crystal's voting Celeste. Chelsea? What's that up against? Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. Celeste. That was such a, like, just, oh. <laughs> just so much, like, pain in your voice at the idea of having to think about Kingdom Hearts 2, hmm. which I understand I didn't completely. say that. It's no, like, I know. Oh, we're back here again. My life, I the game got, I don't really care for. I almost got a tattoo that said Tank Nominee. There is a part of me, there is perpetually a part of me that wants to try playing through all the Kingdom Hearts games. I feel like if I could break through some barrier Skip and, like, one. just learn to deal with it, I might enjoy that series. And yeah, maybe the answer is just skip Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, and like, honestly, I'm the biggest Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories fan you're gonna find, but yeah. unless you wanna play the GBA version, skip that one too, and just watch the cutscenes. Watch okay, the cutscenes okay. for those two games. Yeah. There's an ongoing understanding in the Book of Medora podcast that Kingdom Hearts 3 will be best enjoyed without any memory of the other games. So I'll You're be playing, not going to have any idea what's going on. I'll be playing it raw. Oh, man. Okay. I can't imagine doing that. And the thing <laughs> is, so many people are going to do that. So many people right. are going to just play one, two, and that. But, like, already you have no idea what's going on at the beginning of two if you didn't play Chain of Memories. And that was one game. And there's been, like, five games. I feel since. like three will have to open up with, like, a previously on Kingdom Hearts. No, they've never done that before. Yeah, but I think this time they'll have to. Well, what? Okay, mark my words. What they will do is there'll be a week during the song. There'll be a cool CGI with yeah. scenes from previous games, but it, that won't explain anything to Cameron. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I don't know. <laughs> That's what anyway, they did too. Yeah, uh, Cameron uh, Celeste has moved up to number thirteen. How does it fare against former number one game of all time, Elite Beat Agents? It the rhythm game where you're a group of secret agents deployed to help people that are just having a hard time in life with the power of music. It jumped from 31 to 13? Yeah, it's there's some there's a slight amount of random variance, so we're not constantly talking about the same games over and over. Oh, I see. That so hasn't... what happened is it jumped to 15, and then it like had to move to the closest game that we haven't already talked about. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that hasn't worked out that much this night. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it's just because we've been hitting the exact same spot. After a certain point, it gives up because it gets too far off. EBA. Oh. Okay. Dylan, how about you? Plus. Okay, that's one for each. 
Cassidy. Celeste. Frankie. Celeste. Okay. Crystal is still not back, so putting in a standing vote for Celeste. <laughs> you know what? Mm. I'm inclined to say to stop doing that because it's gotten above the game that Crystal considers her favorite game of the year, which would seem to imply that she thinks Hitman 2 is better than Celeste. Does that sound reasonable to everyone else? Uh, I don't know. The- it is theoretically reasonable, but if I know Crystal, and I do, she would uh-huh. want you to continue doing this until Celeste is number one. Yeah. All right. I'm holding on to the standing vote for Celeste. Uh, Chelsea? Uh, I guess I have saying. Okay. Celeste wins and moves up. I mean, uh, Honestly, I might vote Celeste anyway. I don't think that really was the deciding factor on that one. Yeah. There are games here I would vote against Celeste. So I'm being genuine right. with my votes. No, sure. Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Listen, I don't think Celeste is a horrible candidate for number one. It's a real good game. Chelsea, how do you think Celeste compares to Grim Fandango and a classic point-and-click adventure game where you're a skeleton travel agent working in the land of the dead? Pass. Okay. Crystal puts in a standing vote for Celeste. This one's actually super close, and Celeste Mm -hmm. just, like, barely edges it. Okay. Uh, That's two for Celeste. Cassidy. I'm Celeste. Okay. I'm not. Dylan. But that's my vote. Sure. Dylan. I love Grim Fandango. I argued for it so much on that episode. Yeah. Although I have to go with it. Okay. That's totally fine. Uh, Cameron. Celeste. Celeste. Uh, Chelsea, I'm coming back around to you. Uh, I don't really like platformers. Sure. Uh, I guess Grim Fandango. Okay. That ties it up. I do really like platformers. They're one of my favorite games. I think this is... If if this was just a level pack, I think it'd be a really great game. If it was just a level pack with really gorgeous pixel art, I think it'd be a fantastic game. If it was just a a level pack with great music and great art, I think it was awesome. But then when you also add in, like, the story elements that I think are just so earnest and so, like, kind-hearted... And, like, empathetic. I think, as a complete package, this game is just really special. And I gotta put it above Grim Fandango. Which may be also just as special to someone else, but I'm the one voting. I get it. In which case, Celeste moves up to number three. Oh, dear God. Cameron, how does it compare to Butterfly Soup? A visual novel about a queer teenager doing stuff? I forget the plot of it. A group of friends. There is... Go ahead, Cameron. There's a sequence in Butterfly Soup where one of your friends, the most irreverent one who makes a lot of uh, gay jokes. Akarsha. Uh, yes. Uh, where she screams some things into an empty auditorium. I love that, that scene so much. That fucked me up so bad I had to walk away from the game, and I very rarely have to do that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that outside of just taking it as a collection of moment-to-moment interactions that you have in a game, Celeste probably has a lot going for it, but I don't have that same sense of immediacy that I do with Butterfly Soup. Sure. So so I will vote for that. Okay. Uh, Dylan, how about you? After that whole visual novel episode, I had to go play Butterfly Soup, and it's so good. I... I have to go with Butterfly Soup. I, I had, I couldn't stop thinking about it for like hours afterwards. Okay, Cassidy. A Lepidopter Broth. 
Butterfly soup. That means nothing to me. Okay. <laughs> I was going to tell you that uh, means Butterfly soup. Frankie. It's my favorite game of all time. It has to be Butterfly okay. soup. Okay, yeah. All right. Crystal's got a standing vote for Celeste. Chelsea. Butterfly soup. I'll say Butterfly Soup is one either way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The only... I I am totally fine with Butterfly Soup winning. I need to play it. It sounds extremely good. You should. I think Um, you would enjoy it despite, you know, not being a queer Asian teen. No, sure. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're going to talk about... One of the games I nominated, (laughs) we'll get into. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, no. I just want to say a piece for Celeste real quick with the story just to kind of, you know... I don't know. I want to make sure it gets its fair due. Yeah. There is a section... In Celeste, there is a cutscene where Madeline, the main character, is having a panic attack, which you've seen her have uh, a few times before. Usually she has them when, like, the evil doppelganger shows up. And her friend that she's made during this climb up the mountain tells her, like, this breathing trick that he knows to, like, help with panic attacks. Which is like, imagine a feather and that, like, when you breathe in, you're, like, sucking the feather close to you. And when you breathe out, you're, like, pushing it up. And do your best to try and keep the feather still. And then it actually goes into, like, a mini game where there's a feather moving around on the screen. And when you hold the A button down, it goes up. And when you let it go, it drops. And you have to hold it inside a box in the middle of the screen to, like, help her get her breathing under control and manage her panic attack. And then the Mm -hmm. level after that just has feathers floating around that when you touch them, they become a power-up that lets you just, like, fly for a few seconds. Um, Which is all cool. Mm -hmm. But then, like, at the end of that level, there's a section where the evil Madeline shows up, and you try to do the breathing trick, and uh, you're doing the same feather minigame from before, but it slowly becomes impossible to win. The feather won't stay in the box. It's moving too erratically. And then that whole, like, game breaks, and it goes to the text. Uh, Like, it's presented in a very, like, traditional way where, like, here's a character portrait with text next to it that fills in. That's their dialogue. And evil Madeline starts climbing through her character portrait like the monster from, uh... Stop. Uh, from The Ring or something. Stop, 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 yeah, stop. Yeah. This sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I will. Yeah. Don't tell me no more about it. I won't, I won't. I was not gonna spoil how that resolves, but yeah, it's just... All the ways that it, like, n- interweaves the, like, visual element of it with the story, with the gameplay, it's all just really well-constructed. I like that uh, you're concerned about the game getting its due when it's locked into top six. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I just meant in terms of, like, I, I totally understand that Butterfly Soup is this really emotionally affecting narrative. I just want to be clear that, like, I think Celeste is pretty emotionally effective as a story also. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of its strengths, even if Butterfly Soup is the better overall game. Anyway, now that all that's said, Celeste is moving down. It's number four. Here we go, part two. Chelsea, how does how does it compare to Hustle Cat, a visual novel where you work in a cat cafe, but you turn into a cat on your off shift and just have cat adventures? Celeste. Sure, let's go with that. Celeste. Crystal has a standing vote for Celeste. Frankie. See, this one's weird because I <laughs> haven't played much of this one because I'm playing it with Emily and we're like only like two hours in. And I know she really likes this game. And I can see all the good things it's going to go for. But you know what, Look, You really did move me with that last thing you said. So I'm going to give it to Celeste. Okay. That is two for Cel- or three for Celeste. Uh, Cassidy. Celeste. Okay. Dylan. Celeste. Okay. And Cameron. Celeste. 
All right, Celeste wins. In which case, Celeste is placed at number four, directly above Hustle Cat, directly below Butterfly Soup. It's a good place. Yeah, congratulations to Celeste for making it into the top ten. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. So sorry to see you leave the top ten, except I'm really not. I was about to say, <laughs> it looks like Listen, you finally was... trimmed down that number to one. It's okay. Tomorrow <laughs> they're all coming back in. Tomorrow's going to be nuts. <laughs> How uh, long do you right. anticipate that episode being? God only knows. Oh, one second. Six and a half hours. <gasps> that sounds God. untenable. Butterfly soup is so good. Butterfly soup is so good. I'm thinking of the scenes with Noel, with her parents, and and the stuffed snake. It's just ah. Oh God. And like that's a character that the game's like here. You're gonna hate her, and then you're like, oh no, actually no, like. Oh shit, oh no. There isn't really anyone in that game to no. hate. I, honestly, the second one's supposed to come out this year, so I'm super excited. That's the game I'm most looking forward to. Is that what she said? She's putting out a sequel. Well, it's because the game is supposed to, was originally supposed to be way longer. It was supposed to be the whole year, ending on the graduation of the two baseball captains. As happens. But... She ran out, you know, it's a free game. She ran out of money and time, and it just became too big of a project. So she's been saying that she wanted to divide it into two and that the second part should be coming out this year. So hopefully. Wow. That would be nice. I played Butterfly Soup back at the end of 2017. I should probably, it's only about three hours. I could revisit that. Yeah, definitely. And, like, you probably don't need to do all the side stuff. You can just... You can mainline the story. So to speak, yeah. I'm excited because she said this second one is supposed to have more, like, Noel and Akarsha stuff. And also more stuff with baseball team. Uh, Sorry, I'm back. Also, Luke. Yeah, what's up? Turning this into a 10-game episode. Yeah. You're a lunatic. Yeah, sure am. Anyway. You should know this already. (laughs) Crystal's not back yet, so we got to skip Assassin's yes, Creed Odyssey for the moment. Oh, you are back. Hello, Crystal. Tell us about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the other game you nominated. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the... Hold on. Oh, God only knows what like number it is in the franchise. Uh, I want to say 12, but I'm not 100%. It might... It's 12, yes. Yeah, it sounds about the right. The 12th mainline Assassin's Creed game. It is set in the year 431 BC during the Peloponnesian War. Mm-hmm. It is the earliest game in the timeline before the formation of the Templars and the Assassins. Right. You can play as Alexios or Cassandra, a Mystheos who gets caught up in a conspiracy with the Cult of Cosmos and has to find out what happened to her family. Okay, yeah. This game kind of added some like dialogue choice stuff that wasn't really an Assassin's Creed thing yeah, before, is, right? Yeah, it is now a full RPG of dialogue choices. Mm-hmm. You have romance options. You can change all your clothes piece More by piece. Okay. I believe you can be oh, gay no. in yeah. this one. Yeah, it's, yes, you can. Uh, yes, uh, yes, you can. You can you can have sex with people of any gender. Yeah, uh, there not there something where like there's some weird? Isn't it like a system where like you join in like battles happening between armies or something? Crystal, yeah, you can have big fights between like three hundred people on the screen. I think it's kind of... Is it, like, Muso-esque or something? No, it, it's it's just that combat, but there's 300 people on the screen now. I see. It looks a lot like a Witcher game. 
yes, it is inspired by The Witcher 3 Wild Hunts. This also okay. this okay. game also has boats. A boat. I think I asked you about this before. I asked you how it stacked up to Origins last year, and you said they're more or less level. You might give a slight edge to Origins. Yes, I, I would. I would say that. Okay. Yeah, this game looks neat. The Origins and Odyssey are two Assassin's Creed games that are like, I really didn't like Assassin's Creed Three, and I've kind of like been done with the series. But recently, they've started to make games that make me kind of want to check them out. Now, again. what didn't you, what did you not like about Assassin's Creed Three? I remember being frustrated that the combat had become very rote in a way that, like, I started getting suspicious in Assassin's Creed 3 and decided to test something where I pissed off a big crowd of British soldiers and then put down my controller, and it turned out they attacked you so slowly that your health regenerated faster than they hurt you, and you were never in any actual danger ever. Oh yes, the combat's very different now. Okay, so that's a good sign. I remember being really frustrated that, like... I wanted to see where they were going with all the weird conspiracy modern day stuff, and then I thought the resolution of that was dumb. Oh, it doesn't go. And it seems like they've just kind of give. Yeah, it seems like they've kind of just given up on doing stuff of that. Although I know something that happens in Odyssey that, uh, you know. Yeah, but I have no faith that it will go anywhere or resolve in any. No, sure, me neither. Yeah, they they have made too many false starts. Yeah, it just kind of seems like maybe they've refocused that game on things that I like doing in a way that I might have more fun with the more recent Assassin's Creeds. I don't know. I guess let's see how good Assassin's Creed Odyssey is. We are starting at game number 248, which keeps changing. I think all the Pokemon games have been pushed below the middle now. We are starting with Sonic Shuffle. Cameron, how does Assassin's Creed Odyssey compare to a Sonic based Mario Party. Let me say the piece for Sonic Shuffle. Oh lord. All right. <laughs> the movement mechanic is actually really good. The idea that you have cards that you can choose instead of dice and then if you have bad cards, you can choose your opponent's cards, but you can't you don't know what they have. So it's like do I get like a random card and I choose something from them or do I get one of mine and I know what it is? It's a really interesting mechanic. I wish there was a Sonic Shuffle too. All right. So Cameron, that or Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Assassin's Creed. All right. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Dylan. Assassin's Creed. Damn it. Uh, Cassidy. <laughs> Love that Cassandra. All right. Frankie. Sonic Shuffle. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. And Chelsea. Assassin's Creed. All right. Assassin's Creed takes it. You well, not unanimously, and moves up to number one twenty-four. Chelsea, how does Assassin's Creed compare to Star Wars The Old Republic, an MMORPG based on BioWare's Old Republic franchise? Uh. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Frankie. You can also be getting this one. <laughs> mm. Sure, Swaltor. All right. Cassidy. I'm Cassandra. <laughs> Dylan. Um, Assassin's Okay. And Cameron. And that would be <laughs> Assassin's Creed. All right. Assassin's Creed moves up to number 62. Cameron, how does Assassin's Creed Odyssey fare against Pokemon Silver version? We've got a bingo, everybody. Dadgummit. <laughs> Y'all have a lot of Pokemon games. Yeah, we used to do a thing where, like, when the list hit a number equal to how many Pokemon were in a generation, we did five games from that generation. 
And then we realized we have too many fucking Pokemon games, so we stopped doing that. And also, yeah. if we did another Pokemon game, I would explode. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Oh, did you say gold? Silver. Silver. The objectively better of the two. Um, Silver didn't have Teddy Ursa, right? Uh, I don't believe it did, but it did have Dawn Fan. And fuck you, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Dylan. Luke, did you say objectively bad or objectively better? Objectively better than gold. Oh, okay. Well, fine. I can still listen to your stuff. Uh, I'm still going to say Assassin's Creed, but... Okay. That is two for Assassin's Creed. Cassidy. Hey, Crystal, in in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, is Medusa in it? Yes, Medusa is in it. You can fight and kill her. Why Mm. would I do that? (laughs) Well, she is turning people to stone. Good for her. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. (laughs) That's three for Assassin's Creed. Frankie. Ascreod. All right. Crystal. Assod. Chelsea. Assassin's Creed. All right. Assassin's Creed keeps on going up. Talking uh, shit about too. Teddy Ursa in here, goddammit. <laughs> Teddy Ursa's good. Listen, I got nothing I like against Teddy Ursa. Ursa. It's just I have a lot for Fanpy. Okay, that's fair too. I, I, yeah. I take. I'm sorry. I said that earlier. I, it was a heated moment. <laughs> Great heated uh, gamer moment. Yeah, Chelsea. How does Assassin's Creed Odyssey compare to Marvel Spider-Man? Assassin's Creed. Okay, Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Frankie. I don't believe you can be gay in the spider game. I don't so, believe so, no. A big part of the plot is about him getting together with his girlfriend. Cassidy. I was gonna say Spider-Man because you can swing, but it's you're right. You can't be gay in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Assassin's Creed. Alright, Dylan? I'm gonna protest vote because I love okay. my Spider-Man, but I get it. Yeah, sure. Cameron? Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm also going to throw in with Spider-Man, because granted you can't be gay, but you can be the spectacular Spider-Man, and that's something. He has the sexier suit. <laughs> oh, did they put the Sam Raimi movie suit, finally? Well, yes, they did, well, actually. One, they did, <laughs> I but know, yes. that was a joke, yes. I'm yeah. actually referring to the uh, suit that you get from Felicia. Ooh, oh, Ooh yeah. that yeah. black one. Oh my god, she knows the shape of his ass perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> <She does. laughs> anyway. All right. Jesse, do you remember when in uh, in nope. Gwen, Spider Gwen she she's kind of flirty with the black cat there? That's cool. Uh huh. Anyway, that's good. Assassin's Creed moves up. Cameron has it do with game number thirteen, Mother Three, the GBA RPG about a young boy fighting against a faceless capitalist machine bent on destroying everything he loves. I don't know why you even bother describing it. <laughs> if people aren't listener. if people aren't already convinced it won't change anything but it sure. is mother 3 all right dylan mother 3 all right cassidy i assassin's creed <gasps> okay frankie assassin's creed <gasps> Ooh, it's 2 to 2 uh Crystal. assassin's creed 12 motherfucker <laughs> got him really hurt uh chelsea mother of 3 mm, that ties it Ooh, you know, I hold Cameron's just well-being in the in between my fingers. No, it's fine. I'd like Mother 3 better anyway. I know that you would be hurting yourself far worse than you're hurting me. Ah. I don't know about worse, but, like, I would be hurting myself. You're more invested in the... Of attacks. Yeah, anyway, Mother 3 wins and Assassin's Creed moves down to number 22. Chelsea, how does it do against One Night Hot Springs? I mean, Assassin's Creed has two fundamental things that I like... Assassin's Creed yeah. and Greek mythos. Yeah, you do like both those things. Assassin's Creed. 
Okay, Crystal. Assassin Creed. Frankie. There's a scene in One Night Hot Springs where you finally get to the hot spring, but you have so much anxiety about using the female uh, hot springs that you mm. end up taking a shower by yourself in the room, and it's super sad and really impactful. So, One Night Hot Springs. Okay. Cassidy. Hot Springs. All right. Dylan. Frankie sold me. I'll go Hot Springs. Okay. Uh, Cameron. I'll also agree with Frankie. Okay. One Night Hot Springs takes it, and Assassin's Creed moves down to number 26. Cameron, how's it do against Chibi-Robo? That's 25. You're right. How's it do against Thief the Dark Project? Assassin's Creed. Okay. Dylan. Assassin's Creed. Cassidy. I... Assassin's Creed. Frankie. Assassin's Creed. Okay. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. And Chelsea. Uh, Sassy Creed. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed wins, moves up to 24. Chelsea, Pokemon Crystal or Sassy Creed? Sassy Creed. All right. Crystal. Sassy Creed. Frankie. Sassy Creed. I'm glad I started this friend. Cassidy. (laughs) The sassiest Creed of all. Dylan. I'm still going to go with Pokemon Her. Okay. (laughs) Cameron. I th- it's interesting watching this happen because I think that Animal Crossing would have put Assassin's Creed into the fucking ground. But yeah, I think it would have. I'll also side with Pokemon Her. <laughs> okay. I hate that. Assassin's Creed moves up. <laughs> All right. Cameron, Assassin's Creed, we know the devil. Go. Satan. All right. Dylan. Assassin's uh, Creed. Or whatever. Cassidy. Cassidy. Uh, we know the devil. Okay. Frankie. We know the devil. Alright, that is three for We Know the Devil. Crystal. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Chelsea. Uh, Assassin's Creed. That ties it. Um, I'm gonna go for We Know the Devil. Oh. Why are you going for that? Oh no. Uh, these are both games that I have not played, but kinda wanna play both of them. I have played action games before. I feel like I would get a more novel experience out of We Know the Devil. Oh, okay. I get it. Novel because it's a visual novel. Good <laughs> Which moves Assassin's Creed down and places it at number 24, directly above Pokemon Crystal version, directly below We Know the Devil. Yeah, good place. A good place. Congratulations to Assassin's Creed Odyssey for being in the top 25 and being the best Assassin's Creed place so far. Is this more or less what you were expecting to happen when we back when we had the Zelda episode? It'd just be like a shotgun aimed at the top 30? Not really. I mean, Game of the Year always happens. Oh. Uh, yeah, we do this every year. Uh, I just figured Zelda can, can, have, can have its fun until peer review ah. when it gets yanked out of the list. Chelsea, talk to me about Flipping Death. Flipping Death is a game I saw at PAX West, and it looked really, really good. Okay. And then I saw it again when I was looking for a game to to bring up for today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I meant to queue up the trailer. All right. I'm going to look up Flipping Death on Moby Games then so we can It is on Moby it. Games. Basically, you play a girl named Penny who has okay. just died. Oh, right. I remember seeing this too. And I think the story is like... You are now on the other side, and Death is asking you to be his replacement while he goes on vacation. Right. I believe the idea with this is that it's like a side scroller, but you hit a button, and like you're you're in like the world of the living, and you hit a button, and the world like flips, and you're looking at the backside of it, and it's the world of the dead. I think 
Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Is this yeah. by the same people who did, like, Whoa, Dave? Because the art style is similar. Uh, this is by Zoink AB. Yeah. And Stick It to the Man. Uh, yeah, they did Stick It to the Man, and they did not do Whoa, Dave, but they did do Stick It to the Man. They've done Flipping Death, uh, Fee or Faye, I don't know how you say that. Zombie Vikings, Stick It to the Man, PlayStation All-Stars Island, and The Core Gang. Oh, they did a Smash game. I'm sorry? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Right, we're talking about flipping death. So, Chelsea, you tell me, how does flipping death compare to number 248? Still at number 248, because we just keep going up. Let's see, now it is Liquidator 2, Welcome to Hell. Okay. <laughs> What's up? What's oh, up, Crystal? The, the Wikipedia page for PlayStation All-Stars Island oh, <laughs> says... The game has been compared unfavorably to Halo 4 King of the Hill Refueled by Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm adding PlayStation All-Stars Island to the listener suggestions. It's just a bad ripoff of Halo 4 King of the Hill Refueled by I, Mountain Dew. I kind of want to put that in my, like, if I die, put that in my biography. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? <laughs> We are, are you? we're so we're, I'm not sure. We're doing we're doing so good on time considering how many games we have to do, guys. We got to keep going. Chelsea, Liquidator 2, welcome so, to hell. So another thing What's up? What's up? Go ahead. I was gonna, I was going to say another thing about flipping death is one of the things you do in it is you go to the land of the living and possess things like someone's ice cream or apparently this person's tongue. Oh hell yeah, bring getting some of that good geist gameplay back in back in the world. But yeah, Liquidator 2 Welcome to Hell is kind of a first person shooter, sort of a, a throwback to games like Doom. I don't know, I don't remember it that well. I just remember Paul Liquidator who guessed it on our show. Yeah, I'm flipping death. <laughs> Alright, uh Crystal. Uh flippy death. Alright, Frankie. I'm a big fan of Paul, but I think flipping death seems more interesting. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. Uh, the one that's not flipping death. Which which one's that? Liquidator 2, Welcome to Hell. Welcome to Hell. <laughs> uh, Dylan. Flipping death. Okay, and Cameron. Flipping death. Alright, flipping death moves up to number 124. Cameron, how does it compare to Illusion of Gaia? Uh, it's a like older Super Nintendo game. I didn't play it. I think it's the same franchise as Terra Enigma, isn't it? I genuinely don't know. Let's say it is! Uh, Illusion of Gaia. People like it, I don't know. Dylan? Um, Gaia. That's two for Illusion of Gaia. Uh, Cassidy? Is that a coin? Um, uh, no. The, the, the hell. <laughs> but no, hell's not involved anymore. Oh, flipping. Okay. It's the one for flipping death. Frankie? Uh, flipping dead looks cute. Yeah. Crystal. Flippy death. Chelsea. Flipping death. Alright, flipping death takes it. Keeps on moving what, what up. What was it up against? Illusion of Gaia. <laughs> so, the full name of the game oh, is wow. actually Coke Zero PlayStation All-Stars Island. <laughs> Nathan Drake is running through the jungle collecting Coke Zero to, to fuel him on his adventures. <laughs> Chelsea, how does Flipping Death compare to number 62, Stardew Valley, an indie game uh, inspired by games such as Harvest Moon and Rune Factory? Shit. Uh, Stardew. Okay. 
Crystal. Flippy Death. Frankie. Or you can be queer and Stardew. You can. Okay. Uh, Cassidy. Stardew. All right. Dylan. Stardew's really great. I love Stardew. Okay. All right. And Cameron. Stardew, with the added bit that if Harvest Moon 64 were on here, I would fight to get that to number one. Hell yes. <laughs> I don't know what number one, but I'd put it pretty high. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Stardew Valley wins, and Flipping Death moves down to number 93. Uh, Cameron, how's it compare to Pokemon Yellow version? <laughs> oh, man, that takes me way the fuck back. Uh-huh. Double bingo. Yeah. Oh, it was a double bingo. <laughs> Just Pokemon forever. Pokemon. All right, Dylan. I'll go with the Pokes. Cassidy. Pokemon. All right, Frankie. Uh, flipping Death, since there's a better version of Pokemon Yellow now in the world. Hmm, hmm. Uh, Crystal. Flipping Death. <laughs> right, and Chelsea. Flipping Death. That ties it. Flipping Death does seem... Ch- yeah, I'll go Flipping Death, okay. This boat is called Secret Mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, flip- I feel a lot better about Flipping Death then. <laughs> uh, it's a better name than SSN, that's for sure. Chelsea, how does Flipping Death compare to Minecraft? You know Minecraft? It's Minecraft. <sighs> Flipping death. All right. Crystal. Flipping death. Frankie. Sure, flipping dead. Cassidy. Minecraft. Dylan. Death. Cameron. The children love Minecraft. That's true. Yeah. But I'm asking you. Now they used to. Yeah, they love Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. All right. Flipping death takes it, moves up to number 69. (laughs) It's a great video of, like... Some adult, maybe a substitute teacher, asking a bunch of ten-year-olds if they like if they've heard of Fortnite, and they just all start re- chanting "We like Fortnite" and and dancing. Great, great. I'm going to steal a bit from Crystal and say that my favorite image macro of the past year and change is the uh, one that show that it goes first line is I'm so glad that I grew up playing. And then it's a screenshot of Minecraft, and then instead of, and then a screenshot of Fortnite. Uh, okay. Oh, I love that. It's so okay. good. I love the rivalry sure. between old Gensers and young Gensers. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, Cameron, how does Flipping Death compare to my father's long, long legs? <laughs> a twine horror game that features a surreal and strange story about your father and his long long legs y'all love visual novels on this podcast but me i do love twine i'll give it to my father's long long horrible legs (laughs) dylan i'm busy playing my father's long long legs I'll, i'll go with this this is neat okay yeah it is neat cassidy the long long legs all right frankie Twine is special novels for the imagination uh long long legs i don't even know what that means it's beautiful, uh, though. Crystal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daddy Long Legs. All right. And Chelsea. Flipping Death. All right. Father's Long Long Legs wins, and Flipping Death moves down to number 73. Chelsea, how does it compare to Battle Chasers Night War, uh, a dungeon-crawling RPG with some cool 90s comic book-style art? That was placed in the former uh, Game of the Year episode. Oh, that's true. That was Game of the Year last year, I think. Yes. You're w- yeah. It's good that the unofficial historian of Let's Plays is here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Chelsea? Flippin' Death. Alright, Crystal. Flippy Death. Alright, that's two for Flipping Death. Frankie? Uh, Flippy Death. Okay, Cassidy. Kickflip Death. And Cameron. Weird Grim Fandango. 
and Dylan. What game is it again? Uh, Battle Chasers Night War versus Flipping Death. Flipping Death. I'm going to stop playing my father's long, long life. <laughs> All right, Flipping Death moves up to 71. All right, Cameron, how's it compared to Beautiful Joe, the 2D cel-shaded beautiful character action game about Tokusatsu stuff? Beautiful Joe. All right, that's two for Beautiful Joe. Cassidy. Ah, uh, flipping. Frankie. Benny Hanna dead. Oh my God. <laughs> Crystal. Flippy death. All right, Chel. Uh, yeah, Chelsea. Flipping death. All right, Flipping death takes it, and Beautiful Joe continues to be robbed on this podcast. My beautiful God Joe in is heaven! Such a good game. <laughs> One of the all-time Beautiful great Joe's action games. Beautiful Joe's the one games. with um, strong bad, isn't it? God, I no. hate. <laughs> I hate. Actually, no, you're not that far off. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. How? One last game for Flipping Death. How's it compared to Sunset Overdrive, the open-world action game made by the same people as Spider-Man? Um. Oh man. Ah, uh, Sunset. Okay, Crystal. Flippy Death. Frankie. Imagine being Xbox and you get this as the game they make for you, and then they go to PlayStation and they make Spider-Man. I like this better than Spider-Man. Uh, yes, but I'm sure it sold less. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. yes. Uh, Flippy Death. Okay, that's two for Flipping Death. Cassidy. Flipping Death. Dylan. Is this the zombie game where you drink energy drinks? Yeah, that one. Flippy Death. Okay, and Cameron. Luke, did you put Sunset Overdrive over Beautiful Joe? No, God, no. I oh. like Sunset Overdrive, but come on. Okay. At, uh, flipping Death, I suppose. Okay. All right, Flipping Death takes it. And with that, Flipping Death is placed number 70, directly above Sunset Overdrive, directly below my father's long, long legs. We're in the home stretch, y'all. Three games to go. We can do this. The end is in sight. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We We're talking over about... Two hours. We're talking about the missing J.J. Macfield and the Island of go. Memories. Oh, dear. Who's played oh. this besides me? I have. Oh, heck yeah. Have you finished it? I have. Okay. Now, I, I spoiled a little bit of Celeste. I don't want to spoil this game. It's on my list. The Missing is a 2D puzzle platformer by Swery and his studio White Owls. Uh, if you don't know, they're the people behind Deadly Premonition, which we've placed on this list. Where is it right now? Let's find out. Deadly Premonition is currently at 188. That's higher than I would have thought. Yeah, it's... You know what? The thing with Deadly Premonition, it's a lot of good, kitschy fun, but it also leans a lot on some misogynist and transphobic tropes that make it hard to fully indulge in that kitschy fun. And given that, you might think that that's the most that that guy is capable of writing. Nope. But then he makes The Missing. <laughs> the Missing is a game about two... Young women in college, I think they're like 1920, somewhere in there, mm -hmm. who go on a camping trip to an island. They have some degree of romantic tension in their relationship. It's not clear exactly what the state of things are. It's kind of left uh, uh, to the imagination. Well, what I'm saying is there's definitely romance between them. It's not clear if, like, are they dating already or is it, like, they're friends that are, like, becoming romantic with each other. You know okay. what I mean? I was told that they are established early on as explicitly girlfriends. Yeah, it, it I think you can eat... It depends on how many donuts way. you have. <laughs> sure. I think I think in the opening scene, you can read it a few different ways. It is undeniably romantic, but the degree to which it is, like, they kiss, and it's not clear if that's their first kiss or their, you know, 100th kiss. Just out you know here, I mean? gals being pals. Right. The anyway, Wikipedia page calls Emily her friend and love interest. Yes, she's absolutely her love interest. God. Yeah. Throw um, up on me. <laughs> anyway.
anyway, by the end of the game, there's no mistaking their relationship. They are absolutely girlfriends. I'm just saying it's not clear exactly where the starting point is, and this doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, well, JJ, that, when, that, that's even getting into the question of what's real versus what's not. We listen. We don't want to spoil this game. Ah. JJ wakes up in the middle of the night, and Emily has gone missing. She's the missing. And uh, you set out to find her. But very shortly after, after clearing like two or three screens, you end up in a big meadow and you get struck by lightning and you die. And then this creepy doctor with an elk head walks up and starts talking like a weird knockoff Twin Peaks character and does something to you and your body heals from the wounds from the lightning strike. And from then on, anytime you sustain any injury, no matter how lethal, you can put yourself back together and be totally fine. And that becomes the core puzzle-solving mechanic. You have like to do Never things Dead. like... What's that? Like Never Dead. Yeah, it, it is the spiritual sequel to Never Dead, yes. There's actually a button for doing harm to yourself, but it never did anything for me. Oh, really? I'd never even realized that was a thing. It's in the control layout. Huh, weird. Yeah, it's the but right trigger. To, yeah, you have to do things like... Throw your body into a saw blade so you can roll your severed head through an air duct. Or break your neck so your head hangs upside down limply and makes the whole world look upside down to you so you can walk on the ceiling. Or set your body on fire to use it as a torch to go through a dark area. Visually? Okay. The animation is very detailed in a way that is upsetting. But her actual body turns into a silhouette when she gets hurt, so you don't see a lot of detail of that. But also it's voiced, and the voice actress is not the best with dialogue, but she's very good at screaming in agony in a way that makes parts of this game kind of hard to get. The store descriptions on both Steam and PSN continue to refer to Emily as JJ's friend. (laughs) That's cowardice. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Anyway... As the game progresses, you unlock text message history between JJ and Emily and JJ and her mom and JJ and a bunch of her friends at school, one of her professors, and you learn more and more about this character and what has led up to this camping trip. And uh, again, I don't want to spoil where this story goes, if, but if it you're is... listening What's up? and you're genuinely curious, please go read Ashley's piece and hyenakako.com. Uh, about yes. why this is her game of the year. If you're like, I don't care about spoilers, please read that piece. I recommend it 100%. Yeah. Ashley also links to another piece that's called something mm-hmm. like um, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Identity or something. That's another really great piece of writing about this. Heather Alexandra did a good piece, too. Oh, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, I I would recommend playing through it. I think the controls are kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. I think some of the bits are uncomfortable to go through. And I was kind of frustrated and bored for most of this game. And then around two-thirds through, it became one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. Oh. I think this is something incredibly special. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I, I talked a lot about how much I like Celeste. I like this game better than Celeste. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. I, I would agree. Like, looking at what's in the top five... The only thing in the top five I might give, I might, like, put over this game is Undertale. And that's a maybe. Uh, I, you know, I'm me, but I would put Butterfly Soup and Undertale. And, and I haven't played Butterfly Soup. It's it's totally possible I'd agree with you I if think, I had. 
I mean, who knows how I want to call things, but for me, this is our new number four right here. Unless for some the reason we get to skip all of them and go straight to the top. But The missing no, no, is no. a truly beautiful message that is still written down through the lens of a person whose idea of how to write people can be very strange and off-putting and in some ways distancing. Um, yes. Uh, there's there's something but, to that, but I don't know. I I, I think it did not find that fits. to get in the I way. Haven't, it also yeah, needs, go ahead. Uh, sometimes it needs better checkpoints. Uh, yeah, some of the checkpoints can be a little rough. It didn't really... You, you remember the bowling yeah. alley? The bowling alley is frustrating. I will give you that. The thing is, again, without getting deep into spoilers about this game, and I hate what I'm about to say because it sounds like a complete cop-out, with the way that game goes, I like that it's frustrating and annoying. Mm. That sounds like something <laughs> you would say. That is something. Uh, I didn't play this game. I read Ashley's yeah. piece, and that made me... Cause you, I don't like weird mechanics. I don't want to be frustrated. So I went and sure, watched that's entirely fair. some YouTube videos. I went and watched a lot of cutscenes and text messages. And yeah, the way characters are written is off-putting, but I enjoyed it. I'm not yeah. here going to say that, you know, everything's forgiven, sorry is the best, but uh, I think it's a sure. really good game, and it's... It's worth of of several people I know having it in their top ten or in their top one or top two. It is a a deeply earnest game, and yeah, it I opens with I, an I, I said that piece about it. Yeah, the so the splash screen when you turn the game on, <laughs> it just says like this game was made with the belief that nobody should be judged for being who they are or something like that. Made with the belief that nobody is wrong for being what they are. Yes, that's and what like. It is. I'm going to get real for just a second, and then we can finish this shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But As someone who about two years now, I guess two, almost three years, came out to their best friend that and said, hey, I'm trans, I'm non-binary, and that best friend said, hey, that's not a real thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, even having that message means such, so much. Yeah. Uh, I think this game was made with the best intentions, and I think it... If not completely nails what it wants to do, it does most of the work there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no doubt that there are criticisms to be made about it. And eh, I, I, this is frustrating because yeah. I don't want to talk I, in I too much detail about where the game goes. Yeah, yeah. Right, let, let's yeah. place it. Cameron, how does The Missing compare to game number 251, Poems by Heart? The Missing. All right. Dylan. Uh, the Missing. Cassidy. Uh, the Missing. Frankie. Poems, the missing. All right, Crystal. Poems by heart. <laughs> Chelsea. Missing. The missing moves up to number 124. Chelsea, how does the missing compare to Freedom Planet, a Sega Genesis-inspired platformer that's really cool and has cool look to it? The missing. Uh, Chel- uh, Crystal. Oh, the missing. Okay, Frankie. The missing. Cassidy. The missing. Dylan. Missing. Cameron. The missing. All right, missing keeps on going up. To 61, Cameron, The Missing or Rocksmith, all-new 2014 edition remastered, a video game that teaches you how to play guitar. This is such an interesting placement. Yeah. Just to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- I'll, I'll, mm, I'll put The Missing over it. Okay. Dylan. Uh, the Missing. All right. Cassidy. 
it's difficult. The Missing sounds like a very complicated game in terms of emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely. Rocksmith seems very simple. Sure. I think I'm going to go with The Missing. Okay. Frankie. The Missing. Crystal. Uh, Rocksmith teaches you how to play guitar, but The Missing teaches you that nobody's wrong for being what they are. <laughs> all right. All right. Chelsea. Missing. All right, The Missing wins and keeps on moving up to number 30. Chelsea, The Missing or Hitman 2016? Uh, The Missing. All right, Frankie. The Missing. Uh, Crystal. The Missing. All right, Cassidy. I think I'm going to have to go with Hitman on this one. Okay. Dylan. I'm also going to have to go with Hitman. Sure. Cameron. Yeah. Hitman. That ties it. I got to go The Missing, which moves it up to number 15. Cameron. The Missing or Resident Evil 4? Resident Evil. All right, Dylan. What are you selling? <laughs> uh, Cassidy. The Missing. Frankie. The Missing. Crystal. The Missing. All right, and Chelsea. Uh, Probably The Missing, but what's it up against? Resident Evil. Yeah. Okay, The Missing wins and moves up to number eight. Chelsea, The Missing or Rogue Ops? A game that got placed on the Rogue Let's Play, so I have no idea what it is. The Missing. Okay. Crystal, what's Rogue Ops? And is it better or worse than The Missing? Well, it's not as good as The Missing, but the Rogue Ops is a okay. um, action stealth game, much like Metal Gear Solid 2 or Splinter Cell. Okay, okay. That sounds good to me. Frankie. Uh, the Missing. All right. Cassidy. The Missing. Dylan. The Missing. And Cameron. The Missing. All right. The Missing moves up to number four. Cameron, The Missing or Celeste? Celeste. Okay. Dylan. Celeste. Okay, that's two for Celeste. Cassidy. Celeste. Okay, Frankie. The Missing. Crystal. Celeste. And Chelsea. Um. (laughs) (laughs) If if you don't want to pick, Celeste has already won. Okay. All right. Okay, Uh, Celeste wins. I think that is entirely fair as someone that adores both these games. I'd put the Missing above it, but, like, I can't fault Celeste for winning. So The Missing goes down to number six. Chelsea, how does The Missing compare to Lone Wolf? Romantic visual novel where you date a werewolf no, lady or something? No, you're a butch okay. uh, IT werewolf who gets the chance to... There's two routes. Your uh, best friend who's a uh, dryad. And the other route is a new co-worker who's a succubus. It's really simple but cute and very queer and happy. All right, Chelsea, Uh, that or The Missing. Oh, what's up, Cassidy? Missing. It's it's the classic Betty or Veronica scenario. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it is. The game starts... Because The Missing is very much about suffering. Wait, what? I thought we were talking about Lone Wolf. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I I heard you. I just, I wasn't sure where that... Like, what was that in response to? All right, whatever. Uh, Crystal. The (laughs) Missing. Listen, it's getting late. I understand. Uh, Frankie. Uh, I know this in... In the... I know in the great grander of scheme, this uh, decision is not like a big decision, but it's uh, hard. Do I? Sure. Do I go for a happy, simple visual novel about queer love, or do I go for, you know, for all the good and the bad, a game with a message, a game that uh, mm-hmm. I'll find way more people calling the missing art than I'll find them calling uh, Lone Wolf art, and sure. I don't mean that in a bad way. No, right, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you mean a No, I don't. 
I don't. Okay. <laughs> I really like The Missing for a game I haven't played, and I went and yeah. I watched all of it. No, one hundred percent. It's it's it, it it sounds like it is. Yeah. You're, you're trying to weigh a game you respect versus a game you personally enjoy. It, I also I'm trying to weigh like, oof. it's one of those like creator intent of creator. I'm just gonna go for Lone Wolf because I'm gonna no. Mm. Skip me, skip me, skip me. I can't. Okay, sure. Cassidy. Aloo. That's Wolf. <laughs> that's the one for Lone Wolf. Uh, Dylan. Um, The Missing. All right, that's three for The Missing. Cameron. The Missing. That is four for The Missing. Uh, Frankie, you just want to abstain? Yeah, please. All right. The Missing wins and moves up to number five for one last comparison. Cameron, how's it compared to Hustle Cat? What, no intro? Talked about Hustle Cat. It's a visual Shit. novel where yeah. you're you work in a like cat cafe, but uh, you turn into a cat. You sometimes. get a really cool thing about this game. You get to choose your own pronouns, and you get to date people of the different genders. Frankie, mm-hmm. which one's better? The missing. I, and maybe <laughs> it's because I've only played like an hour of Hustle Cat, and Emily really likes it, uh, and I've enjoyed it. But the the yeah. impression I have about Hustle Cat is that, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. It's a very light, mm-hmm. fluff kind of game, and sometimes that's yeah. exactly what you want. Listen, all told, Smash Brothers is a pretty yeah. fluffy game, and I rank it above the missing personally. <laughs> so, oh, like, I... that's not bad, but yeah, I'll go for the game about suffering. Okay, that's great. That's one for the missing, Dylan. I'll go for the missing. Okay, Cassidy. Hustle Cat gives you a pet for your tummy. Hustle cat brings <laughs> super, yummy, super, yummy. super yummy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Frankie. I'm gonna go for the missing in this one. Okay. Uh, Crystal. The missing. Okay. And Chelsea. Missing. With that, the missing is placed at number five, directly above Hustle Cat, directly below Celeste. What a great year for video games it's been. Yeah. What Clearly. a good top ten. Goodbye Tetris. All right. Yeah, Tetris has been booted out of the top ten. There's now only two pieces of art in the top ten. Um, <laughs> Butterfly Soup and Lone Wolf? Yep, you got it. Anyway, we got two last games to go. Let's try and make these ones quick. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone... Listen, not to knock either of these games, I don't know if, if people have, like, deep emotional appeals to make about how many feelings these just games give. I think they're just... I think there's fun, cool games, maybe. You're about Uh, ready for a fight. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Cassidy, talk to me about LEGO DC Supervillains. Hey, you know, all those LEGO LEGO games. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of those. But this time, it's focusing on LEGO's... On LEGO versions of DC's supervillains. It's it's great. It's got Dexter, the Red Lantern Cat. Oh. It's it's got Gorilla Grodd. Oh, hell yes. It's got... Solovar, an ape from a parallel Earth who is like Gorilla Grodd, but he isn't psychic. It's got, Dang. it's got Wonder Girl. It's got Vermin Vandavar. If you want to play as him, cool. It, it's um. it's got Batwoman. It's got Batwoman. Crystal, thank you so much for posting <laughs> the clip from Legends of Tomorrow where Gorilla Grodd goes back in time. To, uh, I guess, I don't, is he trying to kill, kill Barack Obama? Obama? Yeah, he's yes. trying to kill Barack Obama. Is this a Let's Do podcast? Because much... we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> That's a bit weird. You're not allowed to do our bits. I'm sorry. 
All right. In the very anyway. next scene, he does say, "Make America Grot again." So. Oh God. Okay. Cameron, uh, how the, does uh, what's up? Go ahead. There's there's um Amber Heard as no Mira as played by Amber Heard in the upcoming film, the Neat. current film. There's Rain. There's Shazam. There's there's lots of people. There's vibe from that, that game sounds neat. I, I like, you can make I, I was, things. Lots. If of I was things. gonna play a Lego game. This one sounds like a pretty good candidate, honestly. Uh, shenanigan- sh- who's Shenaniganator? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Dylan can't help you with that one. Oh well, I I only uh, know Solovar from the, the the Flash, so he's the. This leader shit of pulls City. so deep. We don't know who these people are. <laughs> There's some weird pulls. Cameron, like, how? Honestly, anyway, yeah, yeah. There. Cameron, how does uh, Lego DC Supervillains compare to Game Number Two Forty Nine, Arabian Magic, a side-scrolling brawler inspired by One Thousand and One Arabian Nights? Oh, I, I, I'll give it to the Lego, I guess. <laughs> okay, Dylan. Lego, it just sounds like better version of Lego Batman 3, and yeah. I love that game. Okay. Cassidy. Yeah, Lego Batman 3 wasn't very good. It didn't have much of a free run mode. I didn't like that. Mm. Oof, I, do, I just I love that <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the list of place in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Lego DC Supervillains. All right, Frankie. Sure, let's do the Lego. Lego games are nice. Crystal. Arabian Magic. And Chelsea. Lego. All right, Lego takes it and moves up to number 124. Chelsea, how does it compare to The Last Guardian, uh, PS4 2006, a game about a young lad and a giant griffin monster, and they got to work together and snuggle a bunch to save themselves. Not the day, really. Lego. To save each other. Crystal. Trico. Uh, Frankie. Lascarian, they make the animal feel real. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy. I was gonna say something. Ah! You're you're an angel, right? From the moons of Iego. But it's spelt Lego in the subtitles. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright. <laughs> Dylan. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one with the giant griffin monster thingy. That's cute and adorable and I love him and he's fluffy and awesome. That's three for Lascarian. Uh, Cameron. In the pantheon of Team Eco Games, how is the Last Guardian the best one? Uh, the I best don't think one. it's as Two to third. I don't think it's as good as Shadow of the Colossus. Um, it's probably better than Eco. Holy shit! Well, uh. let me let me be more precise in my language. It's the good one. Oh. <laughs> okay, this is what's going to break up the Book of Medora. I will say, yeah. I like playing The Last Guardian better. I like the like characters and story and the weird, surreal ending of Eco better. Oh, but man. actually, as like a game to play, Last Guardian is better. Eco's not on this list, right? Not yet, no. This is the only Team Eco game we've done. I'll give it to The Last Guardian. Okay, The Last Guardian wins. Oh. I should clarify we'll Lego. D- I should clarify Lego DC Supervillains is an adaptation of the um, uh, Justice Syndicate storyline, where the alternate Ooh. universe Justice League of villains come to Earth One. Oh, that's cool. You can play as Owlman. You can play as Owlman. <laughs> oh shit, that rules! Okay, I love cool. Owlman. I'm so glad because now when you Google Eco, it's just a bunch of stuff about initial coin offerings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. That's Lego DC so Supervillains moves down to number 186. Cameron, how does it compare to Legend of the Red Dragon, an old BBS-based uh, RPG game? 
Uh, I'll let go. Okay. Dylan. Can I play as the jokester <laughs> in Lego Supervillain? Uh, you can play as the joker. You can play as the trickster. Hang on. I, I said the jokester. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joke. You cannot. Oh, fuck it. The dragon. <laughs> That's one for each. That's a single issue uh, vote. Cassidy. Lego. It's two for Lego. Frankie. Lego. Crystal. Lego. And Chelsea. Lego. Lego. Moves up to number 155. Chelsea, Lego DC Supervillains or Wolfenstein the New Order, the alternate history zombie... No, not zombie. Nazi shooting video game. Lego. Crystal. Lego. Frankie. Is this the first or second one? The first. The good Uh, one. Lego. Okay. That's three for Lego. Cassidy. Hey, Lego. Dylan. Uh... Whatever, I'm just going to ask about it later. <laughs> go Lego. <laughs> All right. And Cameron. I'm going to take that back. Uh, the new Colossus was also good, just in a different way, and the shooting frustrated me. I'll go with Lego here, I guess. All right. The shooting frustrated me in both these games, but Le- or in both of the Wolfenstein games, rather. Anyway, Lego moves up to number 139. Shooting Lego is great. I, yeah. <laughs> more like Wolfenstein. A little awkward. One half of a good game. I thought you were going to say more like Wolfenstein poo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a very good chance some of the characters in Lego DC Supervillains Probably, yeah, and it's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, what wins? Lego DC Supervillains or Elsword? A 2D anime-inspired Maple Story-esque video game. Y'all have some shit on here. Uh, Lego. (laughs) You sure do. uh, Dylan. Uh, Lego, can I be Johnny Quick? Um, I'm pretty sure you can be Johnny Quick. Uh, Oh, they're definitely Lego. Yes, you can be Johnny Quick. (laughs) Cassidy. Johnny Quick. All right. Frankie? Lego. And Crystal? Lego. And Chelsea? Lego. All right. Was Lego. It, against... uh, it was up against Elsword. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Lego moves up to number 133. Chelsea, Lego or Sonic Pinball Party, the GBA pinball game starring everyone's favorite hedgehog? Yeah, Lego. Crystal? Lego. Frankie? Lego. Cassidy. You know, I was going to do this bit last time, but like, Elsword. Hey, that's kind of similar to Elseworlds. Okay, I thought you were going to do the other bit that we do in our podcast and reference the L word. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's it's also similar to the L word, yes. Uh, Dylan? Bad show. I hate the blue blur. I have to pick Lego. (laughs) Dang. All right, and Cameron. Is it a good pinball game? Uh, it's fine. Probably okay. Uh, okay, Lego. Alright. Lego wins and moves up to number 128. Cameron, how does it compare to a game we've already discussed once this evening? Fighting Fantasy Death Trap Dungeon. You, we did not. Yes, we did. It's, uh, I would it's remember. a digitized choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> I would totally remember that. Um, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of things. Oh, wait. Digitizing your own adventure? Shit, I can't believe we get to come back to this one. I, t- I pick that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Dylan. Um, uh, go back to me. Okay, Cassidy. Lego. I think Dylan's just trying to pull another obscure DC villain to ask about. Frankie? Uh, Final Fantasy. I don't need my time to come up with those loops. <laughs> anyway, Frankie. Final Fantasy. Okay, Crystal. Lego. And Chelsea. Lego. Alright, Dylan, coming back around to you. 
Can I play as Dweller Dent? God damn it. Uh, you can't play as Dweller Dent, but you can play as Livewire with a cool mohawk. <laughs> That's cool. I'll go Lego. All right, Lego takes it and moves up to number 126. Chelsea, how does it compare to The Illusion of Gaia, that RPG that I don't remember anything about? Uh, Lego. Crystal. Lego. Frankie. Lego. Cassidy. He's a horrible person, but you can play as Trigon in Lego, so Lego. Dylan. Oh shit, that's really cool. Is Etrigan in it? Uh, yes, Etrigan's one of the DLC characters. Oh, fuck yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Lego. <laughs> and Cameron. Are we really going to hold Trigon to a human moral code? Yes. <laughs> and now I'm having a stroke. He's like double Satan. <laughs> uh, Lego. <laughs> All right, Lego wins, moves up to 125. Cameron, Lego or Freedom Planet? Freedom Planet. The good Sonic. Lego. (laughs) It's one for each. Cassidy. Uh, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. You can also play as him. All right. Frankie. Uh, Sure, Freedom Planet. Okay. Crystal. Lego. And Chelsea. Lego. Lego takes it. I thought it might have a harder time with that one, but it doesn't. In that case... Lego DC Supervillains is placed number 125, directly above Freedom Planet, directly below The Last Guardian. Congratulations to Lego DC Supervillains. Praise hey, Trigon. Hey, we can't all get in the top... Uh, um, what, what's... What, um, top 100? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, you know, but it got close. Uh, we got one last game to talk about this evening. Frankie, talk to me about Super Mario Party. I know it's late. We all want to go to sleep. We've been talking for almost uh-huh. three hours, so I'll try yep. to keep this quick. What are you all talking about? It's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, oh, very <laughs> funny. World. Yeah, I know. Uh, your toilets are funny. Yes, we Super all know. <laughs> so, Super Mario Party is everything I want the Mario Party game to be playing it. It's the best playing one. It has... If you like, if you have ever liked anything in a Mario Party, you will love Super Mario Party. It has all the quality of life things. It has a bunch of modes that I originally was kind of turned off for. And the more I played them and seen them and looked into them, the more I liked that it has a weird rhythm. A weird cooperative mode. The 2v2 mode that turns the board into like a Stratego type thing where it's an excellent idea the ally system is the best thing mario party games have ever done and also the the custom dice i mean you already know whether you like this game or not but it's wonderful is sincerely probably my third or fourth best game of this year it's really good can i ask a question yeah there are more than four uh three boards right no there are ah. four four boards. There are four boards. Uh, but the boards, people are complaining about the boards. The boards are made in a certain way so that they're tight. And it, there's you never feel like you're wasting a turn. Every time you move, you're moving with purpose. Uh, you're always like finding a thing that you need to do. Strategy plays a big part because you get to choose your own dice or custom dice. Using items mm. means a lot. Having allies means a lot. And the boards are made to reflect that. 
even the smaller number of boards doesn't take away from the sense of diversity in play modes because when you play in mm -hmm. team games which is one of my preferred ways to play say a team of two versus another team of two yeah. you can actually move freely about the boards as if you were moving in dungeons and dragons except that the distance that you move is determined by your dice roll. So if you're trying to get onto a specific space, you better hope you roll the right number. Yeah, that's a super cool mode. It's something I never thought I would even want, because I don't like 2v2 normally, and I played it, and it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. It is easily the most fun that Mario Party's ever been. I agree, and like I'm the Mario Party person. I will say, as someone that does not like Mario Party, has been on the record, about thinking those games kind of suck. I've watched this one. I think it's probably the best one, and it might be kind of an okay time. I found myself in the point of my life where I've played quite a bit of this game, and I think it's pretty good, except for the gold map, which sucks. The gold map... I actually haven't It's just it. there if you want to spice things up. It's like a, a someday street, not like an everyday treat. Who's everybody's yeah. main? I main Bowser. Bowser, easy. Best uh, dice. Bowser has some really good dice. Uh, I really like Wario. I don't care about that. But if we're going for like who I'm actually going to play, it's uh, Drybones. That's who I always play in Mario Party. Uh, mm -hmm. Monty cool. Mall's really good. Can you be Shy Guy? He yes. seems like he'd Monty be allied here. Cutest. Yes. Wait, you can yes. play a shy guy? Yeah. Uh, you can oh, okay. Play then I mean, shy guy's as, my guy. Uh, as a Goomba. <laughs> also, Goomba's really cute. Doesn't have arms, and they still yeah. participate in all the mini games. It's all the all the art, all the um, assets are really cute and really well loved. I just yeah. saw a screenshot from the single player mode that there's a boo asking you if you want to take a break. And if you're playing as a boo, the solar boo says, I'm proud of you. Uh, it's really cute, really Nintendo. I think it hits that that Nintendo charm with all the good things. Mm. Uh, sure. It's the main reason that I want to switch. All right. Well, let's do the last placing we have of the evening. Uh, Chelsea, we're starting off with a toughie. Uh, out of Super Mario Party compared to number 252, Sonic Shuffle. Super Mario Party. Crystal. Mario. Frankie. Mario took that, that mechanic I was talking about in Sonic Shuffle and made it better with the custom dice. Cool. Uh, Cassidy. Mario, Mario. All right. Dylan. No matter what Sonic game that comes up against, I've got to vote Mario. <laughs> Cameron. Monica also mains Shy Guy. That's a good one. Oh, nice. She's got good taste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, hey. Uh, in that case. D.D. Kong's in it. Yeah. Ooh. There's a lot Secret. of characters. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Party moves up to number one twenty-five. Cameron, how does it compare to Lego DC Super Villains? Oh, uh, uh, Mario. Okay, uh, Dylan. Lego. It's got a lot of fun, obscure villains, and it made me happy. That's one for each, Cassidy. Um, it's gonna wreck the bit I was gonna do. I was gonna say Luigi Mario because I said Mario <laughs> Mario last time, but I'm right. gonna have to go with my choice: DC Super Villains. Sure. Frankie. This is what breaks Let's Steal a Podcast apart. Uh, <laughs> Mario Party. Alright, Crystal. Mario Party. Chelsea. Lego. That ties it. Oh, boy. I think you, like, honestly, knowing you, Luke, you would really yeah. enjoy the Rhythm Heaven type minigames they have. Oh, yeah. 
I, I probably would. That sounds that's, good. Rhythm Heaven's a good time. And like you would enjoy it enough to for you to be like, oh no, yeah, that's the thing we can play every other time when I'm with friends. We just boot up the sure. the rhythm games, and they're like a nice, fun time. And you get to do them with like a Goomba or a Shy Guy. That does all sound nice. Don't I I do- I, uh. I, th- I think I would have some fun with Mario Party. Mm. I think I would rather play Lego Super Villains. <sighs> Yes. You Which could, move super mo- you could have done Monty Mole whack a mole. You could have. I mean, yeah, that's great. And I love how he gets anxious about having to whack his own facade. <laughs> that Monty Mole has a moment of existential dread when faced with the task of smashing his own face with a hammer. That's a great little detail. But uh-huh. it's not enough. Mario, I gotta give it to Lego. Oh. Uh, which moves Super Mario Party down to number 188. Uh, Chelsea, how does Super Mario Party compare to Pokemon Go, the mobile Pokemon game where you walk around the real world to find Pokemon through the power of augmented reality? Party. Crystal. Super Mario Party. Frankie. Pokemon Go is a game I still play today, but definitely Super Mario Party. Cassidy. Luigi Mario. (laughs) Dylan. I guess Mario is more of a game. Okay. Uh, Cameron. Hey. I wish I wish I could make the Monty Mole noise. <laughs> that, that, that's my choice, Monty. Yeah, sure. Uh, Super Mario Party wins and moves up to number 157. Uh, Cameron, how does it compare to Slam Dunk I Love Basketball, a Sega Saturn basketball game based on the hit manga and anime Slam Dunk I Love Basketball? Oh, dude, that was a really good show. There's never oh, been really? a good Saturn game. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, that's not true. I'm sure there has been, but I'm still voting for Mario Party. I've heard Snatcher's <laughs> cool. Uh, oh. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we don't have time tonight to go into it. Dylan, I like this show. Okay. And the, uh, it's a great manga. The screenshots certainly, certainly aren't the worst I've ever seen. Okay, that's something. Oh, I'll go with. Looks neat. Oh, slam dunk. All right, that's one for each. Cassidy. Um, Peach. (laughs) Frankie. Super Mario Party. All right, Crystal. Bowser Party. (laughs) Chelsea. What's it up against? Slam dunk. I love basketball. Oh right, basketball is my favorite sport. So I'm going (laughs) with Mario Party. Yeah. All right, Mario Party wins and moves up to number one (laughs) forty-one. Chelsea, how's it compared to Blinks the Time Sweeper, the 3D platformer where you play as a cat with a time vacuum cleaner? I'd rather have a Super Mario Party. (laughs) Crystal. Mario Party. Frankie. Mario Party. Cassidy. Wario Party. (laughs) Dylan. Blinks is the first ever 4D game. (laughs) That's true. You gotta give Blinks the credit. What, does it have smell-o-vision? No, time. Oh. <laughs> it utilized all that RAM in the Xbox. Game. No, Earthbound was the first game with smell of vision Uh, Cameron? Blinks 2's box says it's 5D. <laughs> I found that magazine the other day. Was Blinks yeah. the last dying gasp of different companies trying to make mascot platformers? No, because, uh... Both Ty the Tasmanian Tiger and Tack and the Power of Juju came out after Blink. Why do you know that so fast? 
because he does a show. Didn't Sly come out after Blinks as well? Yeah, Sly Cooper did come out after Tack Blinks. Oh, I didn't know Sly Cooper was gay. Yeah, that's okay, crazy. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I vote Mario Party. <laughs> Thank you. Mario they Party made a TV did. show of Tack and the Power of Juju. Mm. They did? They did. Didn't Tack and the Power Why? of Juju, wasn't that a multi-system thing, not just Yeah. One? Sure, but oh, I mean, yeah. so was Arrow the Acrobat. I think that was on Sega. Damn, y'all got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 down at 153. Yeah. Oh, it should be way lower. <laughs> Cameron, how does... Oh, hey! We're into another game from 2018 that got placed before now. How does uh, Super Mario Party compare to Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, uh, an Arc System Works 2D fighter featuring characters from Persona, Guilty Gear. No wait, Blaze Blue probably. Uh, Ruby and I th- and I think some other Under game. Night with a- yeah, that one. Is this the one with Ruby? Yeah, this is the one with. Yeah, Ruby. yeah, it's got Ruby. All these fantastical fights with characters from all throughout these different anime properties can't compare to the fights you'll have with the people you love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so right. it's Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, Punchy Mario Dylan. Party. Dylan. I'm gonna say Mario Party because uh, I like art games, like, but not this one doesn't look great. Okay, if you want to put a good art one, game up I mean, here, you, you know. could yeah, put like, this one's fine. All up there. Like I, the the people that I know that are really into fighting games think it is like probably the best fighting game that came out this year, and there were a lot of good mm-hmm. fighting games this year. Technically, it's really Fighter good. Z came out. Anyway, I might try it out then. Yeah. But yeah, you're voting Mario Party. I'm uh, staying with my vote. But... Okay, Cassidy. Iggy Cooper Party. <laughs> Frankie. Technically a fine game, uh, but I'm going for Super Mario Party. Technically a fine game. Crystal? Mario Party. Alright, and Chelsea. Super Mario Party. I'll put the one dissenting vote in for Blaze Blue, but Mario Party moves I'm up. I'm sorry, I believe it's pronounced Blast Blue. Blaz Blue. Uh, to number 130, Chelsea, Super Mario Party or Stunt Island? Mario Party. Hell yeah. Crystal. Mario Party. Frankie. Monty Mall is cuter than that toucan. <laughs> Cassidy. Mario's Party. Dylan. Stunt Island. There are toucans and you can do aileron rolls. Hey, what more to, could you want? Uh, Cameron. Data nominee. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> uh, Mario Party. Mario, Mario Party takes it. We're we're almost done. We're in the like home stretch of the, the home stretch. Board? What if they bring the command board back for Kingdom Hearts three and there's like Mario Party game in Kingdom Hearts three? I just got so excited. <laughs> uh, they probably All right. Kingdom Hearty. Uh, Cameron, how does Super Mario Party compare to the Illusion of Gaia? Uh, Mario Party. Dylan. Gaia. Cassidy. Okay, but what if there was, like, a Mario Party game, but it was Kingdom Hearts? How would that be, Frankie? That exists! It's in. It's the only good part of Bird by Sleep. I have a family. <laughs> well, Mario Party. Ah, oh, Frankie. Mario Party. Alright, uh, Crystal. Mario. Chelsea. Mario Party. Mario Party takes it, moves up to number 126 for one last comparison. Chelsea. Freedom Planet or Mario Party? Mario Party. Crystal. Mario. Mario Frankie. Party. Uh, 
Cassidy. My will, Poppy. I hate it. Dylan. <laughs> uh, this is Sonic adjacent, so I have to go Mario Party. Cameron. I'm Bowser. <laughs> All right. With that, Mar- Super Mario Party is placed at number 126. I can't believe we did three Directly above oh Freedom God, Planet, directly below LEGO DC Super Villains. And with that, we did it, everybody. We placed 10 of the best games of 2018. Are you ready to do the game in 18 hours? Oh, God, we sure have I'm to. kind of happy I'm at work. Uh, have running fun. Through it, let's see, running through this real quickly, I want to see how they ended up ranking. I think the best game of 2018, to our knowledge, was Celeste, Fair. followed by The Missing. Followed by Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, followed by Hitman Two, followed by. Ba, 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 ba. Did you I guess wh- jumped uh, One Night Hot Springs. I guess yeah, technically then followed by One Night Hot Springs. I was only looking for games we did tonight, but that was a 2018 game. Followed by Marvel Spider Man, followed by. Flipping. I don't death. know. We did a lot of games. We did them all. Lego. Who cares? Flipping death. Yeah, flipping death is in there, there somewhere. Yeah, they're all good. Assassin's Creed, good game. Listen, all of them are at least better than 50%. Yeah, everything went in the top. They all beat the average. They're all good games. And two of them... Let's look at the bottom and top ten real quick, and then we can we can pack up. Our bottom ten, untouched. We've got uh, at number 496, Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party. Number 497, Time Dominator, a.k.a. Socket. Number 498, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Number 499, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 500, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 501, Megamind the Blue Defender. Number 502, Accordion Hero. Number 503, Minion Pregnancy. What? What? Number, <laughs> number 504, Mechanica. And number 505, the worst game of all time to our knowledge, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Minion, Meanwhile, what? It's <laughs> technically a fine game. Basically, bury the strength. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Is this the one that I blocked you on Twitter over? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Meanwhile, number 10, Locoland. It's fallen so far. Choo-choo. Number 9, Rogue Ops. Number 8, Grim Fandango. Wait, no, sorry. Grim Fandango. Number 7, Lone Wolf. That's better. Number 6, Hustle Cat. Number five, The Missing, J.J. Macfield in the Island of Memories. Number four, Celeste. Number three, Butterfly Soup. Number two, Undertale. And number one, still the best game of all time to our knowledge, The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. I hope you're satisfied with yourself, Cameron. To be honest, tomorrow. Yeah. I ain't never feel nothing but good. <laughs> Cameron, how do you have anything you want to plug? Go to Crystal's Patreon and give her money. That's very nice of you. Dylan, how about you? Um, no. Great. <laughs> Cassidy? Uh, I'm at what is cosplay on Twitter. All my links and stuff are on there. It's. I know it's been a good episode when everyone is just sad and waiting for death at the end. <laughs> also, I can, can still go, baby. Also, you... <laughs> God damn it. Also, you can find me and Frankie on Let's Steal Cast. At Let's Steal Cast on Let's Steal a Podcast. We're watching Leverage. Mm-hmm. We're in season four we, of five. We recently did I can't go anymore. an episode where we watched my favorite movie of all time Santa Claus versus the Devil. Uh, you should go give that a shot, even if you don't know anything about Leverage. 
All right. We, Frankie, anything else you want to uh, add? Anything you else you want to plug? You can find me on uh, twitter.com slash Frankie Extra. I just released a new game yesterday. Uh, you can find that at frankieextra.itch.io slash hell uh, and then dash train. Or you can go to frankieextra.itch.io and find my new game, Hell Train, where you play it's. Do you remember the movie, um, The Polar Express? <laughs> it's that, but what if instead yeah. of going to see Santa, you're going to hell? Uh, it's a game oh. about uh, <laughs> guilt and innocence, and uh, it, it, I wrote it kind of in a haze, and it's there for pay what you want. Uh, oh, so it's, it's Santa Claus versus the devil, but if pitch Listen, Listen, my inspirations are in, in my sleep, but yes. All right, all right. Uh, Crystal, would you like to plug anything? Uh, Twitter.com slash ArcaneCrystal, Patreon.com slash ArcaneCrystal, MCU Complete Me, a Marvel movie podcast, The Book of Medora, a Zelda podcast. All right, all right. Chelsea, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nitspessimus. And uh, while you're on Twitter, go to the Audio Entropy Twitter and join the dis. Get, see, get, click on the link for the Discord. Join the Discord. It's a good Discord. Wait, which cord? That Discord. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer for great jokes like that one. Uh, you can follow this show. Uh, well, you can follow AudioEntropy.com on Twitter. You can check out this show at AudioEntropy.com. We've got a bunch of other great shows, some of which have already been mentioned, but there's also Basho and Tell, yeah. which Frankie might have mentioned because no, they host that yes. one. Okay. We, we'll, we'll get more uh, of I'll, those episodes out once New Sumo starts later this month. All on the Watchtower, Totally Reprise. Uh, I don't know, there's a bunch. AudioEntropy.com, check it out. Rate and like review us on iTunes. Be nice. Be nice to us. We deserve it. And if you really, really want to be nice to us... Head back on over to AudioEntropy.com, hit that motherfucking <laughs> donut button, and give us some money to buy some donuts, why don't yeah, you? You mean Make the like... do Nate button, <laughs> and do as Nate from Leverage does, and give give back some money to, to help us run the website. Yeah. Uh, Make as Nate Drake does and enjoy <laughs> delicious Coke Zero at Subway. Goddamn all of you. <laughs> Tickets for Pack South are still on sale. Make like so. JJ Mackfield and hit the donut button. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, exactly. Uh... She knows what it's. Uh... <laughs> anyway, Tickets for Pack South are still on sale. We're going to be doing a panel 2:30 p.m. Yay. at the Cactus Theater on Sunday. It's January 20th. Come check it out. I'm Frankie's going to be there on Come the panel. Uh, along with all along the Watchtower hosts and all-around cool guy Mitch. It's going to be a fun time. I need to start doing prep work on it. I think that's just about everything. Uh, our next episode is going to be peer review, where every guest is going to be able to take one game out of the list completely and we'll place it all over again. It's going to be a nightmare and a half, and I can't wait. We're recording it tomorrow. It probably won't come out until, you know, at least a week after this one, but it's recording in less in than less a day than after like this 12, one. Almost 12 hours. No, it's going to be like 14 yeah, hours. How many people do you anticipate? Um, I'm not sure. The, it is literally around... We're going to start at 2. 
Around 1.30, I'm going to put the call out and literally every single person who has a couple hours to spare, I want crammed in here. Yeah, a couple, you <laughs> lying ass. Yeah. What, yeah. If, what if it's only you three? Wouldn't that be like... <laughs> That'll yeah, be hilarious. If it's only those three, uh-huh. then Crystal will call me and we'll show okay. up. I, I think that would be yeah. the funniest thing. If this was scripted, that's oh. what you should do. Yeah, just turn it into the top tens, nothing but Zelda games. God, Luke. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Crystal? Are you really going to record a six-hour podcast tomorrow? I don't, I hope not. <laughs> no. I feel like you're monopolizing Crystal's time a lot More here, like Luke. like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Luke, Listen, we also had questions for this episode. No, yeah, that's not happening. Happen. No one really asked any serious ones anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think that's everything. Uh, Chelsea, give us a fun sign-off for this episode. Kale is 70% muscle tissue and 30% bacteria. Crystal? Uh, <laughs> I won't give up if you don't give up. Uh, uh, Cassidy? I already said mine. Chalitzot's a subspecies of arachnid. Dylan? I am so goddamn tired. <laughs> Cameron? Move spirit tracks as you will. The world will crumble before it is gone. Beat yourself. Love yourself. There is someone who's needed you from the moment you were born. We'll see you next time on Let's Place. Choo, 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 we did it! I thought I told you not to, but you had to, and you did. Now, you can't tell from the recording or the voice call, But if you're listening to this, you'll know I'm eating Pocky.